0: Right, welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, uh, powered uh, by celery fueled by Guinness, the show that can handle a couple of nil- nil draws without having a meltdown indeed, now, Frank Lampard took the cautious option against Man United on Saturday, going three at the back and not allowing United to hit us on the counter in the real world. A point at old Trafford is no disgrace, but not according to the media and the nut jobs on social media. Apparently, the nil-nil draw against United was the most boring match ever. In fact, a crime against football. And further evidence that Frank Lampard has no idea what he's doing, is out of his depth, and will be sent packing by Roman with a flea in his ear soon enough. Uh, now, given that Chelsea have been leaking goals quicker than a government source, it makes sense to me that Lampard needed to address the obvious defensive issues we have. Build from the back. This is intelligent management. Clearly, having your best defenders playing helps too, and Mendy and Silva were excellent and are clearly having and will have a big impact going forward. Yes, the creative play suffered a bit in making sure we didn't get thrashed 4-0 like last season, but here there is mitigation too. Havertz and Werner are adapting to the Premier League and Pulisic and Zayic are still searching for match fitness. Like Frank... I'm sure once they're all settled in, our attack will get sharper and more cohesive. But without defensive solidity, it will count for nothing. Uh, But a more pressing concern, I believe, is our midfield. Ooh. Ooh, It did. It felt a bit like that, didn't it? It felt like ooh. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, And of course, the the, the title of this show is uh, Chelsea Fancast number 535, Blankety Blank. We got it it in at last, JK. It wasn't a super match game then. Super match game, super match game, super match game. Very good. (laughs) I mean, how utterly bizarre, JK. We were talking about it the other week, because I couldn't remember whether it was Terry Wogan or Les Dawson or whatever. And then lo and behold, Chelsea provide us with the material as they always do.
1: Perfect opportunity. How are you, Albin? Are you Well, I'm OK. Thank you. I'm OK. I'm a bit um, a bit knackered. I've been up far too late um, uh, working on my dad's book. But uh, and then strange sleep patterns, you know, mm. strange uh, slumping in front of uh, in front of the computer. But, you know, I'm sure that's down to uh, being locked away yes. as I am. So I'm dealing with it. Thank you.
0: Slaving over a hot computer, mate.
1: Yes, it is that. Yes, lot a slaving, but no. it's got no. It's got an end. It's finishing. I've almost finished it.
0: So. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. Now, um, I'm also. I'm, we've got some great people on the show tonight. I have to say, and uh, delighted to see uh, Mr. Dan Silver in his finest Chelsea tracky top. Yeah, i'm very good you, you forgot about me i had a special fan cost call out today it's fine mate I'm, i know I, I, I mean i i need to explain you know i mean because of course as as they, these boys will know i did the schedule <clears throat> this weekend and i i sent it all out to them and of course i'd already i'd already spoken to our third guest who i shall reveal in a minute um that he was on and uh And then, I mean, basically, Dan, I've been so, so busy today. And then I went for a run at lunchtime. And I think it's messed with my brain in some way, because even when I sent you the email afterwards, I managed to forget to actually attach the script and everything, didn't I? You're
1: not on the script, Dan. You're not here. Oh, he
0: is. He is on the amended one. Oh, okay. Okay. all right. The one that he's got. Sorry to interrupt you. Can
1: you just mention my my shirt, please? Please, my T-shirt. It doesn't say anything. It's a Subutio. Look, it's Chelsea. Look, it's an old one. Oh,
0: okay. It's Sabutio Chelsea. He flicked the kick and he didn't know. Uh, Anyway. uh Oh, 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 oh. oh, oh. (laughs) Go, competition. Oh, I thought
1: it was going to be. I'm sorry.
0: I can't. I can't. Okay. Can you see that?
1: Spirit Destiny. Spirit Destiny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well done. Well done. But yeah. A very old one. Yeah.
0: Anyway, don't interrupt. I've got our third. And I have to say, you know, since. I'm going to sound all romantic here. Since he came into our lives. I mean, the fact is I've known him for years, but... uh,
2: Since you came into our lives.
0: Thank you, JK. That was the cue. That was the cue for a bit of a musical interlude. But I have to say, uh, Mr. Mark Meehan, also known as uh, Eddie Mack, B-A-W-A, since he's kind of... uh, We've got him back on the old bloody Chelsea fan guys. He's been absolutely brilliant. We love having him on. He's got such a lovely sense of humour. But he's so knowledgeable. And, uh, I mean, Mark came to his own, of course, on the 50 Years series. But it's an absolute delight to have him on the main Monday show. Mr. Meehan, how the devil are you, sir? Uh,
2: good evening, Chid. Good evening, listeners. Good to be back on. This Chid is operating his squad rotation policy yes. tonight. Yes, And we'll talk about it later. But you've now got a four and an eight and a ten in midfield on the fan cast. Tonight. I have. I have. With me, K, Dan. I, have <laughs> what number, I
0: wonder what number, what number am I? Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. What would you like to be?
2: Well, well, I was going to say whichever you want to be, Dan.
0: <laughs> I, th- I think Dan would be eight because he, he can get up and down the box. No offence, Mark. Uh, I'd see you as a four. And of course, Jay, I, Jake. I think i see him as a
2: four.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. And J.K. has to be the creative, uh, you know, Hub. diva number 10, yeah. doesn't he? <laughs> Does absolutely bugger all, never runs around and takes all the glory. Yeah, I'm if
3: Habits, I've I'm habits. Been, Yeah, yeah. I'd <laughs> be more Frank-side Boston than Frank Lampard, but hang on. <laughs>
0: you said it, pal. <laughs> all right, enough. Uh, lovely to have you all on, as always. Real delight on a Monday evening for me, uh, particularly in these days of lockdown, where you don't actually get to see real humans anymore. Uh, unless you splutter all over them on your jog in the lunchtime, like I did today. But enough of that. Right uh, on the show tonight, uh, we ask: Was the draw against United really turgid, fair, or was it a good point one? And we heap praise on Mendy, Silver, and James. Well earned, I think. In part two, we discuss the penalty that should have been, and we let J.K. loose in his in his opprobrium of referees and VAR. We also look at defensive solidity versus lack of creativity and ask, is the real issue uh, needing to address the midfield? And we wrap up part two with a look at the media agenda against Chelsea and what is really going on here. The reason I bring this up um, is we, we oh, well, I'll tell you now, actually, we we I've finally done a Discord group for our Prem Predictions League uh, people so that we can all natter away to each other. Uh, while we're losing loads of points in the Prem Predictions League. Uh, I've also invited our Patreons in there as well. And we had some really interesting, good chat. I tell you what, I, I kind of joked, um, you know, basically it's like mm-hmm. the Chelsea fancast version of Parlour. In other words, you know, well, it's not really like Parlour because Parlour's a horrible thing full of horrible people. But, uh, but you know, it's amazing how um, considered and respectful and intelligent and delightful the football discussions were in there when you get to actually block out all the nonsense on Twitter and just have people that you know and love in there. It was really, really good. Really enjoyed it. Anyway, I digress. Um in part three, uh <clears throat> we look back at another nil-nil draw in the Champions League match uh against Sevilla. Again, Mendy and Silver were impressive, but why were people disappointed with a good tactical hard fought game against a tough Severe side? Uh, and one in which we had to avoid defeat. Uh, and in part four, we look ahead to this week's Champions League match against Krasnodar, or Krasnodar in southern Russia. They're all Cossacks, apparently. And uh, ask, who are they? Well, I've just answered that. They're all Cossacks, apparently. Uh, and anyway, who will start for Chelsea and how do we see it going? So lots on the show tonight. It's a packed show. Now, of course... Um, as ever, we've got loads of people in Mixler, the usual suspects and some of the unusual ones. We've got the lovely gaffers in the house. Rob Coombe, uh, Andrew Self, Kepler, Asmos, 92, David Hurst, Benji Toe, to name uh, but a few. Uh, but there's loads more as well. Brett McPhee, Darrell yeah, Samson. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Jabbercrackers, one of my favourite names. Jabbercrackers. Uh, he's in. Claire McConnell's in. Butch Mondo. Hey, are they knickers? Are they I don't know. Of... I don't we'll have to jabber crackers, can you tell us why jabbercrackers and what does it mean? Uh who else have we got in he, there?
1: Pete left me a dear message on LinkedIn. Just want to say Pete. He... Really...
0: All right, well I can't see him in there, but it doesn't mean I mean I can't see everybody, so I don't know. Anyway, loads of people in there. Lovely to see you all in there. And of course, if you want to join them in Mixler, it's very, very easy. Uh, you know, we turn up here at seven o'clock Monday of the evening. Uh you go to Mixler, dot Slash or forward slash Chelsea hyphen fancast, where you can join in all the chat on the live chat page. It's great fun; people have a real uh, great time, and they completely ignore us, which is how it should be. And of course, anything else, just tweet us at Chelsea fancast. Pretty simple. We'll be back in a minute to talk about the United game. <laughs> welcome back Uh, okay nil-nil against Man United at Old Trafford in the pouring rain but I want to talk about the team first because I I I mean it was really interesting. I I put out a a plaintive uh, whatsapp message to you all didn't I on Saturday going who was it who was it who mentioned that we were going to play three at the back on on the Friday night show because one of us mentioned it anyway it was Clayton but Clayton had seen a a potential formation somewhere so fair play to the person who got that one right they must have inside knowledge I mean, obviously, point number one, JK, is to bolster the midfield. But I, I was particularly interested in view of what we've been talking a lot about recently. Um, you know, we've been saying, I wonder if Mount's kind of been shoehorned in by putting him on the left, playing three at the back. Basically, Mount didn't get a start.
1: He doesn't get a start. Well,
0: I I think
1: I've been arguing about that for the, the last few weeks, is that, that somebody has to get sacrificed on the, the altar of... Uh, um, of of the huge amounts like of money. a lampard
0: to the slaughter.
1: Oh, clever, clever, very
0: clever. <laughs> That's all right. I'm oh, here all week. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I don't think I should speak anymore now. I think just give oh, into that. Bugger, Brom have scored and ruined my Prem predictions. Never mind. Uh, oh, all right, right. Um, I, but, two nil. Um,
1: I have no memory of what I put down. Whatever it is, it'll be, you know, minus 27. Yeah, you're
0: still propping least. us all up, mate. I, have well, to say. I will
1: be, yeah, without any shadow of a doubt um but yes yeah, so uh, it was kind of inevitable it was interesting what we're going to get on to it when he came on against um uh, sevilla how uh, energetic he is how much more more um uh, it's like Vardy coming on for Leicester. you actually see a, a, an obvious uh, influence um and and we're going to get on to what the the midfield and what the forwards were doing with this newly discovered f- uh, defensive solidity but um were, were you happy uh,
0: that you saw three at the back
1: yeah that's what you we wanted to well um I I was I was unhappy of course that, that Alonso doesn't play in that setup because uh, um you know he's never going to play again if Chilwell is uh, well, is Chilwell's your
0: man much car. better man
1: Of yeah. course Chilwell is 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 it's brilliant Chilwell has been absolutely outstanding I've got I've got to give it to him and I and uh, um uh, as has James James has been outstanding last couple of games since he played for England and uh, as we'll get on to it so was um, so was Silva uh, so uh um but I, 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 I should, it, it's it's a it's a difficult one, isn't it? The 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 three is is that just going to be a one-off? Is that something that Frank thinks is more solid? Is he going to experiment again? I felt that the the um, it, it, I feel this is experimentation until he can get some fluidity in the midfield and up front. And does that mean he's going to? Um, select different players to play you know will will he will he choose his best team against Krasnodar um uh you know with a Giroud once again who's become one of my favorite players who isn't getting a sniff does does he not get a sniff in any setup anymore does is that it um, or with a Giroud even and
0: and or what or with a or with a Giroud or with a Giroud, or with a uh, Oliver. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. 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 okay so it's that not... okay. that wasn't very good, was it? Not, not, it was not as good as right uh,
1: Lampard on the slaughter to the slaughter. <laughs> Lampard
0: to the slaughter. Dan, yeah. you had your you had your hand up like a good yeah. boy. He's a good boy. He had his hand up. like I love it? I love it. Professional Respect.
3: Respect. Yeah. My my biggest set we play three at the back with the wing backs. It kind of you quite often find Chilwell and Pulisic go the same areas. So you know without overlapping so I think when you're playing you're quite attacking wide players the fullbacks getting four going into the space that the attacker should be taking it's true it's very true
1: I think yeah the British played better together the other day in fact before the- yeah I, I, I don't space. think
0: yeah, I yeah. don't
3: think we're set up long term for three at the back I think we, let, let each game is going to be you know judged by the opponents I think the setup was right for United yeah. for that game
0: need to hit need were, to avoid them on the counter yeah, yeah
3: exactly I think when we go back to Crescendo, which we'll come to. I think we might go back to you know four three three. I, I, listen, it's a, it's a squad game. I, I thought the setup was great. They a couple of saves from many. They didn't really trouble us. I mean, it was one of those games that literally had no attacking finesse whatsoever.
0: Do you know what? I mean, I, I'll ask this of Mark, but I think that's a good point, Dan. I, I think it'll be fluid. I think that's that's. I mean, you know, he showed last year he played loads of systems. I tell you what. I mean, I like I liked the fact that that we had three straight five at the back, Mark. You know, I agree with Dan. You know. United are always going to threaten us with our pace. But I think it's a real shame in a sense that we, you know, that we had to play, you know, three at the back, five at the back, depending on how you look at it, in a sense to negate the issues that we have with the lack of pace in our kind of defensive midfield areas. Because that's really what it was saying. It was saying we're shit scared of United rinsing us on the counter with Jorginho particularly. And I, I, I wouldn't put Kante in the same bracket as that, but let's, let's point the finger at Jorginho because he is quite slow. That's what it was really done. It was to cover that. But hey, you know, it, it worked. So, you know, why, why should I grumble?
2: No, I, I don't see a reason to grumble. Um, I think when the side was announced on Saturday, I was quite happy with it. When I was on here a couple of weeks ago after the West Brom debacle, I did say at the time, I think it, we're better you know, at certain times, playing five at the back, so playing the three and, and the two, the two wide men. Especially, it brings out the best in Reese James. You know, I, I thought Reese James, good as he was against Sevilla in a four, he was even better on Saturday in a five. I think the only downside to all of it is we lose Mason Mount from that side on Saturday, and I think we're a better side with Mason Mount in the midfield than him not in the side. And I think he creates things. Yeah, he, he does set things up. And I think the downside of, obviously, to use the word negative, playing that negative form, for, formation to protect the midfield, is I think I saw it, was it Ryan O'Hanlon? I think he did a pass map um, up and he posted it on Twitter yesterday, I think. And you just saw the amount of passes that were just in the centre of the pitch, you know, just reinforce that lack of creativity with the side we actually played on Saturday. yeah So happy with the five at the back, it's strength and defence. We'll talk about that later yeah and the good job it done the downside is I think we lost something up front as a result
3: Danny Boy yeah it was just like kind of like two boxers trying to fill each other out wasn't it I mean, they're, Ooh, they're they yeah no, no one to really go in for the kill no. I, I think in the grand scheme of things when we look back at you know come May next year it might well be a good point I mean you know listen it's a poor United side it's a Chelsea side very much in transition so it wasn't it's, it's, ultimately, it's not it's not the worst side of the world. Well, yeah, we, we Dan,
0: Dan, I totally agree, mate. I think you, you nailed it again. That's two out. Of two, Dan, Dan is two for two. Unlike yeah. me, I'm two for o. What do they say in the states? Anyway, whatever.
3: Two, two for o. Two yeah. for o. Anyway, look,
0: yeah. mate, I totally agree with you. I mean, the, the bottom line was, you know, that was a that was a game that clearly neither side wanted to lose, and as you rightly said, they were feeling each other up like boxers. Not quite sure what that meant, but it sounded good. <laughs> um, I think, you know, given. Given how woeful we've been defensively recently, Frank's clearly thought we need we need to nail and address this. And I thought it was really interesting actually because, you know, he could have just said, "Well, I've got my best defenders back. I've got my my, my you know my goalie back in Mendy, and I've got Silver back, so I'll just keep it four. But he didn't. He went for the additional security because he was taking account of the opposition. We got humped by them four nil last season in the corresponding fixture albeit hugely unluckily, but we did. And I think he's really trying to, you know, he's doing what good, as I said, I said in our build-up, he's trying to build from the back, and that's intelligent management, Mark. Yeah. Um, good point.
2: He, I, know, I know we'll talk about it later, all the nonsense in the press afterwards about Frank not knowing what he's doing, but actually, tactically, he he got the defence right oh. on Saturday. Uh, the other thing I, I was going to say is obviously me being the eternal optimist, you know, I wasn't sure about this game, you know, uh, on Saturday, but the good run United had, they had two wins in the week. So actually at the end of it, I'd have probably taken a point before the game and never mind sort of like neither side of like wanting to lose. I don't think either side on, you know, the 90 minutes actually deserved to win. You know, I don't think a draw was a fair result. I think the only frustration being, and also you throw the Southampton game in as well with that, you know, late goal, if we'd won both those games, we'd be top of the league.
0: No way, really? Which is mad! Because yeah. yeah, we are off, a work in we're progress.
2: We're and nine. that really, the whole thing about all these people whinging and moaning, we could literally top of the league in a side that is still evolving. Wow,
0: I didn't know that. I mean, I did know, I mean, DJ put a hilarious tweet up as well, didn't he, from what Smithy told him, that, you know, we've, uh, we with the, the same result against Liverpool, uh, we got a better result against Brighton. You know, if you say that Bournemouth, uh, uh, you know, basically their place has been taken by West Brom, we lost to them, so that's we're up on that. You know, and you know we did better up at Old Trafford this year than we did last. So you know we're we're ahead in terms of what we were doing last year, Dan. This reminds. Sorry, me sorry, of the- sorry, sorry, Dan. Jonathan, come in. It's okay. I'm
1: I'm 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 happy for the others to talk for for 15 minutes and me do absolutely nothing, Chidge. I'm absolutely happy. It's not working for me, Chidge um <laughs> it, it actually, um uh, <laughs> i was going to say it reminds me of the 19 19- exactly <laughs> it reminds me of the of the 1954 season, <laughs> <of> the pop- <laughs> season. uh, I thought I'd say something that nobody would be able to contribute to. And uh, when we won the title by just sort of being there or thereabouts constantly. constantly, That was a year you turned 40, wasn't it? (laughs) Yeah. 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 I'm happy to admit that. Yeah. Yeah. Born in 1914. I'm absolutely on the ball for that. Yeah. Um, But uh, can I just say something? Is, Is the whole team under orders? To play a specific way then, where Frank says we're defending now. So everybody becomes much more aware of diff- coming back and finding markers and thinking we are we are not going to do anything dangerous. Because despite the the excellence of the defensive performance, I still feel that there are isn't enough going on with our at the moment, our top players. And I, I, I know that we're saying that they're adapting to the Premier League, but um They look pretty good in certain moments, Werner in particular. I don't think Werner is quite on it. He had several chances again, as he did in the Sevilla game, where you would expect him to actually hit the target or to have a better shot. And I'm I'm wondering if they're being a little bit um, stultified, if they're being actually inhibited by having to play this defensive way and that we're then... I'm trying to see what the next stage would be in the evolution of this, because at the moment, they don't seem, the forwards don't seem to be part of this defensive. They're good at the defensive aspect, but breaking from it
3: seems to be very devoid of ideas. I think Frank Frank said, I think at some point after he's got no concerns about the forwards. He's got to find the right balance because, he you know, right now we're kind of we're going to be great going forward. Of defensively sorting out so a couple of nil-nils while he you know gets gets a settled team it's going to it's going to be very key I mean I, th- I think you know he's. For, I think the team instructions were just be a bit cautious don't go you know hell for leather and just don't don't lose I remember I remember one of Mourinho said in one of his one of the documentaries um we must I'm not, not saying, lose yeah I'm not saying we have to win but we cannot lose yeah, and you're that's right actually they went blue to, revolution mate yeah I, I just think it was it was a Dire game of football. Really, why? There's just no excitement. Yeah, you, you know. Listen, from, from a from a football perspective, it was a dire game. Yesterday, we've been sport by like, all the goals we've had this season in the Premier League. It was a real, probably football purist tactical game. Frank went. I loved to it,
0: care. mate. He has <laughs> <laughs> rendered him speechless. Yeah, it was, which was quite rare. it's all
3: yeah, speechless. Yeah, I, I was. Bored out of my mind, and he put Strictly back on.
0: Mark, I was that bored.
2: No, well, I going
3: to say. Mark, let finish, let I know, yeah. but I'll
0: go to I'll go to yeah. when, Dan, when, when I've let Dan. Dan finish his point. Frank Frank went up
3: thinking, right, we can't lose. I'm going to set the team up very defensively, and i will be very happy with the point. If we get a goal and break away, brilliant. But I say we it was we literally two two boxes, like having a little, you know, a little punch here, punch there, not one to go you know. all guns it's blazing. sparring, sparring. Sparring,
0: yeah. I, I just... I think they cancelled each gets, other out, Dan, that's what yeah. happened. Well, we I mean, get this but look, I mean, team, I, I, I had, we're going to be... I had, I had Dan Riley, my old producer mate, who's a big Man United fan, ask me what was going to happen. He was saying, oh, I think there'll be loads of goals. And I said, I don't. I think that if Frank goes gung-ho, there will be, because that's exactly what you want. That's exactly what's happened every time we played you, apart from the semi-final of the cup, because that's what you want. You're a great counter-attacking team. I said, if he needs to be cautious. He needs to, you know, mitigate that counter-attacking threat. And that's what he did. And that's why they cancelled each other out. Mark.
2: As pleased as I was with the point, you know, I'd agree with Dan, it wasn't a great game. And I think the highlight was probably Jimmy Floyd, Hasselbank and Patrice ever afterwards. Oh, yeah, that was pretty so That was probably the most entertaining part. And I think the other thing to throw in, you know, JK's on point tonight if you go back to nineteen fifty four you know we've got exactly the same playing record now as we had then, <laughs> two, three one, absolutely spot on similar number of goals scored, similar number of goals against, and almost the same number of points you know same number of points you know if the equivalent of three three points we a win was in back then, I was there Mark i are gonna win the league,
0: <laughs> yeah, there we go, and um. Who also who... it's the other, t- it's the other teams not, not
1: playing terribly well around us as well. It's that, that that's what maintained the season. It was the fact they were always there or thereabouts on a really low points total and won it, you know, uh, sneaked up, just won it. And they suddenly they they it was there to it was theirs, you know. Well, there so. we go.
0: Look, let's, um, I mean, I, we are going to get into uh the penalty, obviously, in part two, and we're going to have a proper. A proper natter about this kind of issue with you know defense versus the lack of creativity and I want to also go on my weekly rant about the midfield and other things too but we really should you know just focus a little bit more on on how good a defensive uh performance that was I think and I think I think Mendy's already apart from one utterly bizarre Rick where he tried to score the most ridiculous own goal I've seen since Gary Sprake threw the ball in in front of the cop but uh Basically, he made, you know, he made some superb saves which kept us in the game. Uh, you know, I think the one from Fernandez certainly springs to mind, um, and, the, and there was one in the last minute, wasn't there, from Rashford? I think. I mean, that is what uh, JK. That is what you want your goalkeeper to do—to to make saves that keep you in a match, that win you or gain you points, not one it, who will lose you matches by letting the ball in.
1: It's also. Um plucking it out of the bag of talent when uh, he hasn't had much to do, particularly, yeah. because the, uh, the the Rashford save was absolutely brilliant because Rashford was masked by several players and it was a very snap shot from the edge of the area. And uh, uh, I fear our, our erstwhile keeper would have watched it go into the corner of the net and just shake his head as if he had, couldn't possibly have got near it, Where, whereas Mendy was like um, uh, Spring-Heeled Jack, and just palmed it both
0: hands. Was he playing one in 1954 hand. with Rabbit Parsons or something? <laughs> <laughs> well, he was in the 30s, wasn't he? Eric, wasn't that, when was Eric Rabbit Parsons? Rabbit Parsons 50s. played 50s. then. He played 50s. in
1: 54. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frank Blunston played as well. He was 18.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: uh, Reg Matthews. Um, uh, let's not let's not go back into the team. I'll, I'll, I'll struggle to remember all of so
0: them. So, Slack Jack or whatever you Greenwood?
1: said. That? I think Ron Greenwood was playing. It wasn't Mark. wasn't Ron Greenwood playing.
0: Yeah, Ron Greenwood
2: was in the 54-5 season. It was, Yeah, wasn't he? yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, yeah. Ultimately, yeah, got medal.
1: West Ham's manager. Got medal. We're yeah, going to
2: yeah. do 80 years of Chelsea next year, JK. Yeah, yeah. I'd love it. Yeah. I'd love it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I can actually say, yeah, I was there. I was a fetus, but I was there. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> all right. Took-
1: Anyway, where, I, I, where slack, were we? Slack what,
0: Jack or something? Well, oh, yeah, you asked
1: me about yeah, yeah, Spring Hill Jack. Yeah, no, Spring I Hill
0: thought Jack. yeah, but he but he, he he
1: looks it's what you expect, isn't it? You but well, that's what you, you expect, want as well, isn't what, it? Yeah, yeah, you expect a goalkeeper that just does it and plucks those bags, those bags, plucks those saves out of the bag. You know, it's just it Loved it's, it it it, it, it make. But we've been arguing, haven't we? If if Czech is the man who said he's good enough and he's scouted him, then he's going to be good enough. Yeah, so I've never it. had a, I never had a doubt actually.
0: I love him already, absolutely love him. Uh, I also love Thiago Silva, but I kind of always did, apart from when he scored that goal against us in the Champions League. But bloody hell, what a Rolls Royce defender he is! He marshals the defense, and that that block on Cavani again. Yeah, that brilliant. is what you want your top-class centre-backs to do. Absolutely brilliant, I agree. Kept us yeah. in the game. Um, Excuse me, does it not show up Zuma though? This is my fear. Well, Zuma's I, I got think to he come makes, up to a level.
1: Well, got to get. He's got to improve up to that
3: level. In, in, in fairness, J.K. Thiago Silva is a superbly decorated veteran. Zuma is still not at that level. Listen, Zuma gets a lot of. <laughs> I mean, Zuma's a decorator. <laughs> yeah, so I've got, listen, Zoom, Zoom is one of these players. I think he, he looks very uncomfortable in, in action. He's motion. not a footballer,
0: he's actually,
3: Dan. He's not a passing footballer, but he's, he's got he's, two he's left a, feet. Yeah, so have I, but he's a big, solid centre half. I mean, whether he's our second best defender remains to be seen. I mean, there's, you know, I've seen the press day that Rudiger's back in the fold after having He was on the bench against
0: Sevilla, wasn't he? Yeah,
3: it's Rudiger's really Great defender. I mean, like a lot of our defense last season, they all went awol. So it's very harsh to blame Rudiger, particularly for last season's frailties. But under Sarri, he had a really decent season. Under Conte, he had a decent season. He's a German international. He's not. He hasn't become a bad player overnight. Mm-hmm. That entire team was crap last season defensively, and he put him next to Silver. Maybe his. He may come up. Defenders. Maybe the combination. Well, I, I agree.
0: I agree. I think. I yeah. think personally, Dan. I think you know. I think. Like so many, too many modern-day footballers these days, they're athletes first and footballers second in too many cases. And I think you could say that of Zuma. He's clearly got two left feet. I, I remember when he first came to Chelsea, it used to tickle me pink that he would... You could see all the cogs in his brain working as the ball came towards him, and he like would put 150% in concentration in making sure the ball was passed to the person he was aiming it for, which tells me that this is not a natural footballer because... Somebody who has natural footballing ability, as you well know, Dan, because you have, and I don't. I am more Kurt Zuma. You know, good footballers don't even have to look, they've got that touch. Zuma has to really struggle to do that. Yeah. But Zuma's strength, I mean, I think number one, Thiago Silva, like all great defenders, will make Zuma a better defender just by playing with him. But also, it's un- undeniable, actually, that the 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 main strength that we have with Zuma playing is that he wins his aerial jewels. I think he's got yes. amongst the best stats in the Premier but League for winning has, aerial he jewels. Has, he yeah. has, yeah. So and I mean, pace. I'm okay with that. So
1: did, so did Tony Hatley though,
0: not in defence, surely?
1: No, no, but even in attack, you know, he he, he was like watching a a, a, a skater. Oh, yeah, I
0: mean, and also he's got pace, which
1: great. He was great in Spandau Ballet,
0: ball. though. To be fair, he was, he was. <laughs> damn that was gold. Oh, that was real gold. That's true. <laughs> that's true, <laughs> Dan. <Lord laughs> is that true. Oh, Christ! It's oh, gonna be one of those um, evenings, isn't it? I
2: had to cut a long story
0: short. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. There we go. We got the hat trick, Dan. Um, but he's a good player, Silver, isn't he? And I really liked it. I tell you, you know what? We should also talk about, uh, you know, Rhys James, because having been worried about. Uh, his ability to defend, which really at the end of the day is his primary job, I think. He we'll talk about Severe later, but against them in a four, and I thought actually even better in a in a in a, a back five, if you like, he was absolutely superb. Mark wasn't he?
2: Oh, he was, wasn't he, and I, I mentioned him earlier. Yeah, you know, he's had a good couple of weeks, Reese James. He's he had, had a good couple of games before. for Chelsea, and and other than that misfortune of the red card for England, he played really well for England as well. You know, he's done really well the last few weeks really really pleased um as i said at the start you know he was good in a four even better in a five and i think the tricky thing now is if we revert to playing four at the back in certain games he's, he hasn't done his, himself any harm in sort of like getting that number two position as his own and that presents a challenge as per equator
0: indeed it does all right we're gonna we're gonna move on. To part two, uh, and we're going to be talking about uh, the penalty that wasn't, and we're going to get let uh, you know the reason. You know, JK digging me out for not not letting him play ball. I'm I'm trying to like get him wound up and stoked up for his epic Uber rant, which is going to be coming up in part two about the penalty in VR Oh, that's the
1: reason. Oh, yeah, okay. come on!
0: That's I'm good. a genius. I'm the Brian Clough of podcasting. Oh, you should oh, know my, that by yeah. now. Yeah,
1: but, yeah, but you, uh, young I, man,
0: I, I, I might disappoint by by. Not well, doing... if you disappoint me, young man, you won't be playing next week, will you? I'm not saying JK's
3: the best guest, but he's in
0: the top one. <laughs> I think on that on that mic drop moment we're gonna go for a break. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason
3: Cundy and you're listening to Chidge and the Boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total Nutters and proper Chelsea.
0: Footballfancast.com Right, welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast, and uh, I am Stanford Chidge, of course, and I'm joined as ever by the ubiquitous Mr. Jonathan Kidd. Whoop. And the delightful uh, Mr. Cialini himself, Mr. Dan Silver. Hello. And the ever-so-lovely Mark Meehan, former editor of the Chelsea Independent, current writer for the CFC UK, and an all-round lovely chap.
2: Thank you very much, Chidge. Hello, um, everybody.
0: Good to see you all. And, of course, we've got loads of people in Mixler. Uh, loads of people in Mixler, actually. Far too many of you to name, but lovely to see you all in there. Hope you're all enjoying the show. Now, um, before we uh, get on with the food bar, uh, I do really need to plug a couple of things first thing i'm going to plug actually i've just mentioned cfc uk actually haven't i but uh there is an issue out currently you should have all received it there is another one that will be coming imminently when do you remember when the deadline is mark for the writing of it
2: oh we got a whatsapp yesterday i'll have a, a quick look and remind myself because i'm always like you I'm, I'm usually sort of the 11th hour the 11th day the 11th yeah, night exactly
0: that Well, while you're doing that, I'll carry on plugging it. Yeah, basically, there'll be another one out fairly soon. But, of course, you can't get it from the stall opposite Fulham Broadway because we're not there. Uh, But you can get it digitally by subscribing online at cfcuk.net. Uh, and, of course, that will cost you two quid, including first-class postal delivery. Uh, well, actually, won't, because that's digital. But you can get you can get a real copy in the post, which is two quid, including first-class post. And uh, if you want to get that... Basically, if you want to subscribe or get it by post, you just send an email to cfcuk at gate17.co.uk, and you can pay by PayPal. Friday the 13th, Chidge. Ooh, spooky. So that would be... I've got a couple of weeks yet. Marvellous. I've got one. Do you know what the irony is, Mark? I actually... Wrote one drunk on Saturday night. I was so cross about something. On my phone, on the notes thing on my phone. So I could be, I might send it this week and it'll, it'll probably give DJ a heart attack. Maybe <laughs> no, I should send it in. I'll send it in, I'll send it in. Funnily enough, we're going to touch on it later because under under the bit I've called Fake Sports News, which is in fact the title of my next uh, CFC UK article. Anyway, enough of me blathering on about nonsense. Um, Right, Okay. <clears throat> for all the talk of it being a boring, turgid game, for all my defense of it saying I liked it, it was tactical, it was interesting, it had me engaged, and I was delighting in the marvellous defensive display offered up by my beloved Chelsea, who have been utterly incapable of doing anything like that for about a year or so. Apart however, from all, apart, however, things would have been oh so very different, oh so very different had that absolute twat of a referee who looks like my, my, my former brother-in-law, also known as Dr. Mart, Martin Flaming Atkinson, if only he had been to Specsavers, if only he had the intelligence to consult the monitor which is put there specifically for the purpose of him making decisions. Because I have, I cannot believe, Jonathan, I cannot believe why that wasn't a penalty. Please explain to me. Let us presume that he was unsighted, let us presume
1: amidst the throng, amidst the ball being kicked uh, f- from the uh, the cross um, that uh, everybody lined up to head and United all lined up to defend, and he was so busy looking at everybody pushing and shoving as they all do in the penalty area, and that he missed that one moment where Maguire put his arm round Aspiliqueta and almost strangled him to death um <laughs> let's presume that he let's presume that he just missed that moment through having too many options to look at now you would think wouldn't you that in this modern day and age that the man in broccoli park or the people how many there are there doing it would Stuart look Antwell,
0: and go wasn't it Stuart
1: yeah, yeah, but you'd think there must be other people with him, you know, looking at other bits of the monitor, going, "Oh, look, I've just seen one of them. Oh, Maguire appears to have almost killed Aspillacueta. I think, uh, uh, I think he could have hanged him, couldn't he? They got a rope and hanged him, and uh, and it would have been just as bad a foul. And um, but nothing happens at all. And what really, really pissed me off was. They, how the fact that VAR then the other end, minutes later, seconds later, there is a kind of innocuous somebody falls over from United in a non-tackle and they spend about two minutes having a fucking look at that as if somehow that's going to be a penalty. That's willing. They're willing it to be a fucking penalty, aren't they? They're hoping. Oh, let's see. It was part of his toe has been has been, uh, there's been physical contact with. Yes, a penalty. Meanwhile, our end, there's been a, this, this, this pillage has taken place on, on uh, poor old Aspie. But it is... I mean, I foolishly said, didn't I, on the the preview that I thought that it was getting a bit better and they were a bit more present, the referees, and that uh, they weren't being influenced by crowds. But when you've just got complete and utter idiocy taking place, you just think, oh, for goodness sake. I mean, uh, I I, I despair that kind of decision that just makes you think it's not a question of just telling him to go and look at the screen. Somebody in Broccoli Park said, oh, no, I can't see anything wrong with that. in which case they're just all complete and utter wankers, aren't they? Let's be
0: absolutely honest about it. um, Well, I think Mark first, you you next, Dan. I'm I'm sitting this one out.
2: Uh, Where does it end? How many times are we going to, and other podcasts, TV programmes, radio stations going to go on about bloody VAR? You know, this is a never-ending story, you know, You'd have to be blind not to have known that you know was uh, laid on penalty on Saturday, and I think the other part as well is, do you know what? If Martin Atkinson had looked at the screen, he's so shit, he'd have probably, probably penalised the Equator for dangerous play because yeah. his foot was so high. You know, now this is the same Martin Atkinson like you know, last, last season. You know, like you know when we played West Ham, he took three and a half minutes with him and Stockley Park. To work out that West Ham had had a fair goal disallowed, and it took three and a half minutes to deal with it. So he's not learned anything. He's he's still. It's like a cabal; they're all in it together to keep making these mistakes. And again, you know, J.K. has got a really good point about you know the the so-called trip on Rashford. You know, you know, Rashford's been brilliant in the last weeks. So or for non-football related stuff, you almost sort of think, oh, would it be nice? You know, what a great story it would be if we gave Marcus Rashford a penalty. You know. You know, and they spent all that time talking about it when they almost sort of like, you know, smooth over ours and think, no, it wasn't a penalty. Of course it was a penalty. And again, as quickly as we were earlier about how turgid the game was, I think if we had gone in 1-0 up, I think it would have been a different game totally. in the second half.
0: Totally right, Mark. Totally right. Couldn't agree more. Dan? Yeah, I just think and if then that'd, then be around, Maguire, yeah. that'd be the other way
3: around, as per and Maguire, that would have been a penalty straight away. It was... Definitely, I, I called it a penalty literally before I ever seen the replay because I could see he had his hands around the um, as piece neck. And what there's just so so little consistency in these decisions. VAR that can't form is not fit for purpose. It, it's just it's probably one of the worst inventions that have come into football. I just I cannot stand it. I've got I- to point now. I don't celebrate a goal because I'm worried about there might be. Someone's bollock was offside. Let's
1: ask the question how many people are there in in Stockley Park? Doing, I think there's is, one, was, one, is, is, one, officially is not,
3: one. Is he not got another couple of people just looking at the screen? Officially, there's them? one VAR referee, but he's probably got people around him in the room. Uh, are Stockley they
1: not Park. allowed to persuade him, or is they just have this similar thing they do? Is I'm in charge shit? They, they, I mean,
3: they, we need to get Alex Church on because she went to the regional meeting back last year when yeah, VAR look, came well, in. I'd like to find out what was happening with the linesmen. The They're probably not allowed to give
1: decisions. Don't ever ask them. I know, but that this is the, one of the major problems with refereeing in our country is that no, there's no teamwork. The linesman would surely have seen it. One of them would have seen it at least, and then pointed it out further to the referee. I mean, to
3: sure. be honest, if the linesman was on, if the linesman was on the left-hand side as we faced it, he might not have seen the hand because he'd have to be on on the other side to see the hand going oh, round. Indeed, indeed.
1: But in, number yeah. of I, I just
3: think it's just. Goal-eye technology was brilliant because that's such a subjective thing. That's that I absolutely yes, right yes. behind that. This whole VAR thing is just, it's killing the game. I don't care if, if in one game, you know, he's, his toe was offside. And the whole thing about the frames and everything else, because, you know, a camera's not entirely up to play because I think there's one or two second delay, or not even that, between the pass and the guy being offside. I mean, as much as I hate Liverpool, they were robbed the other week of what, yes, what should have been a great were. goal. I just think that VR
0: just Throwing it in the game, game Dan. Absolutely it. sucking everything, the life out of it. Everything that's going in
3: the game now—the European Super Leagues, VAR—it's not the game I loved. No, absolutely. Just,
0: it's
2: just really killing it for me. Mark, I thought this would be different this year on VAR, as bad as it was last year, because I thought what referees were going to do, because they're the ones refereeing the game, was to use the screens. Now, Atkinson, as a, as a professional referee, he's paid about two hundred thousand pounds a year. He's the referee of the game. So, you know, what's to stop him at any point in the game saying, you know what, I want to go over and look at that screen. So as bad as VAR are in Stockley Park, it comes back again to the referee. You know, they are meant to look at the screens this season. They didn't do it last year, but they're meant to do it this year. And there was no sign of accident actually doing that. You know, he could stop the game at any time and say, I want to look at the screen, surely.
0: Yeah, and they're supposed to. They've been told to do that, haven't they, Dan?
2: Yeah. yeah, I think they yeah, they're, they're meant to be more involved in the screen. But what I, I would like similar to what I have in the
3: NFL is you, you can have a challenge. Just let the game flow naturally. You if you it. think within I think within a certain time frame after a play, you could throw a flag on the pitch and challenge the the call. So what I'd like to see rather than have every single decision scrutinised be V A R, you have say maybe two appeals per half and if you get it wrong, you lose your second appeal. That way if they think it's offside within say fifteen seconds, they can go right. Here's my challenge. Then they go to Stocky Park and they say, yes, it is. No, it's not. Mm. Just let the game flow. Yeah. It's, it's, it, the football's been absolutely brilliant for hundred and how many years. There's always mistakes because it's human. It's not a robot. We're human. Referees are human. Linesmen are human. I, I think that, that
0: that's the issue for me, Dan. I mean, you know, in a weird sense, uh, you know, if we'd had no VAR at all ever, ever, and we're all back to, you know, pre-VAR... Atkinson would still have missed that and not given a penalty, and we would still have the hump, and we'd still be arguing about it.
3: Yeah, but but, I, but at the, in that. in a
0: sense, that's more honest.
3: Yeah, because then you haven't, you have. We don't have an opportunity to referee it for a second time. No. Had he missed it, he'd have missed it. But now we've seen it clearly, and we've seen penalties given for for similar challenges. I think I think the first game of the season, I think it might have been. I can't remember what game it was, but there was there was grappling in the penalty box, and they gave a penalty. Yeah,
0: no, no consistency. If,
3: if, if there was, yeah, exactly. If we had consistency <clears throat> week in week out, what they need is a team of VAR specialists, well, maybe not referees. I think they
0: just need to to basically bin it off. Um, right, we're going. I'm going to bin the talk of it off now because yeah, I'm good. sick to sick to fucking death of it. Anyway, uh, we we did kind of touch on this earlier, didn't we, JK? About you know you you brought it up actually, um, which is the issue. Uh, you know what everybody kind of really picked up on after the game which is well it was really great you know because we did really really well defensively but it seemed to be at the expense of our creativity going forward and I think I think that there is an element of truth to that which I want to get on after this bit because I think that has a lot more to do with defensive midfield which is the thing I talk about every week and I'm going to talk about it again this week but I just would want to point out a bit of mitigation up front a couple of things that you were touching on. I mean, yeah, it wasn't ideal, but, you know, United are allowed to defend well, too. Uh, I mean, I actually thought that Lindelof and Harry Maguire had a decent game, much as it pains me to say it. I think out of all of them, and I think there's a similarity going on with all of them. I mean, I said it in the build-up. I think Havertz and Werner are still adapting to playing in the Premier League. And I think Pulisic isn't 100% match-sharp at the moment. And I don't think ZH is 100% match-fit. But in particular, I think one of the interesting things is because they're still learning or trying to gel together as a as a cohesive attacking unit, I still think they're getting each other's way and they're not familiar with each other's runs. And we see it a lot. You know, They're basically almost bumping into each other at times. Out of all of them, though, I'm, I mean, I'm not worried about them because it's really, really, really early days. But I, I do wonder how long it will take Havertz to adapt to the pace and the... Power of the Premier League, you know, because it's very different to the Bundesliga, and he does get caught a lot, and he doesn't get as much time on the ball, and he's he's um, he stands about a lot.
1: He he doesn't run back. He he almost has to be, well, player he, after he, my own heart, mate. I tell you. <laughs> well, no, no, but he, he's he's annoying because he then will do something really excellent. He will run back. We've seen him do that. But it's, it's almost as if he gets. Confused, or he just thinks this shouldn't be happening to me. And he 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 plays is he's a bit like a star player in the Sunday League side who um, gets kicked a couple of times and just can't be bothered, and uh, and thinks this isn't his level. Now I'm being unfair. He 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 does does really remind me of Mickey Fillory so much, going in and out of games, and you almost feel that he's like a bit of a luxury player at the moment that he'll just suddenly do something excellent. And he, and show his silky smooth skills and flick the ball off and set something up. But the way this is working for him at the moment is not well. It's it just not
0: working for him, it's J.K. Not working for him, it's
1: not Chidge. <laughs> it's not. But I, I'm in the same way that it's not working for Werner, who who gets into terrific positions is it, and isn't snapping the ball off enough. He's not hitting the target enough. He's he's there was a lovely moment in the game where um, I think very early on where uh, Havertz almost put him through and it was just a little bit too strong for him, the pass. And you, I mean, I suppose you just say, well, with with getting more used to each other, accustomed, it'll it'll happen. But at the same time, I, you know, it was a pretty simple pass. He just got the, the strength of it completely wrong. And Werner wasn't, Werner was worried about the offside trap. And so he didn't quite go for it. You think, yeah, there's an opportunity gone. I just feel with these, with these games, um, it, it, these little moments just got to be taken. And I, I, I'm convinced it'll happen. But it's just a question of how long do you give them? Um, what? How do you get them up to speed? Well,
0: more, more games, mate. Yeah, more and, games. Well,
1: but they're all coming thick and fast. Yeah. So you know, let's judge them. Let's judge them in in six I mean, or seven I, you know, or eight games. You I'm, know? I'm
0: so not worried. I, I think I think Havertz in particular is clearly oozing class and quality. I, do you know what? I, you know, one of the things I was thinking I was I think I, this was more when I was watching the Severe game, to be honest. But I sat there watching it, Mark, and I thought. You know, I I don't think I've 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 well certainly probably not at Chelsea, but I've seldom seen such a two-footed player. He's equally, absolutely, a hundred percent equally adept with with either foot, and it's unusual to see that. I think
2: he's a good footballer. No 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 question about that. And that's for someone who didn't watch Bayer Leverkusen last season. <laughs>
0: um,
2: I think on Saturday, I think he was overwhelmed by it. I mm. think he picked up the unnecessary booking. I think he got frustrated. Uh, I think there was a few sort of like rough tackles on him, and McTominay, you no know, doubt. Uh, McTominay, that was the one I, one I was thinking of. So, and I, I, I just thought, yeah, actually, when Frank took him off, I thought right substitution. You know, it, some days in football it doesn't go for you, but yeah, you know, he, he'll he'll get better and better once he adapts to English football. You know, he he, he played with Verner, you know, in the international break, and I don't think there was any problem there him sort of like working with Werner in in the German national side. So I just think Saturday was one of those games and it's a, it's a solution that Frank needs to find. We were good the other week in attack. We've now got the defence sorted and I know we're going to come on to it in a minute when we start talking about the midfield. It's just finding that bit in the middle you know, that links the whole team together well, from defence l- through midfield to attack. And then that's how we bring Havertz into the game well, let, let's, more so than we did on Saturday. Let's
0: go, let's go there now, Mark, because it seems the appropriate time. I mean, I, I don't, if, you, if you're if you putting your hand up to talk about Tammy and Giroud, I definitely want to talk about that. But uh, can no, I, I just...
1: just very, very briefly, I would say, in, in Frank's mitigation, people saying that he hasn't got a clue. We know that he has a clue because they they're wonderful attacking and he made them a really potent attacking force. So this is purely something he's doing to to, to because he wants to get the defence worked out, and he can then work the work the attack out. Which is
0: what which is what all all, all great teams do, as I, I've said so many times. Defence win titles, attacks win games. Mourinho used to build from the back. In fact, you know what? I mean, I, I'm sure you've all heard this, but I've heard that basically um, Mourinho never ever coached attacking patterns. You know, he would just let them get on with it. He'd pick pick the players who he thought were the best attacking unit and let him get on with it. You know he would coach the defence and the midfield, but he wouldn't coach the attackers. He'd get on with it. You know what you're supposed to do: go and you know go and be unpredictable and find space and create stuff and score goals. You know, quite a Brian Clough attitude, because of, I mean Cloughy, Cluffy, yeah. Cluffy, I mean I, I was listening to Stuart Pearce actually. There, talk sports gone absolutely down the toilet, but there are still some really really good shows. I'm actually becoming quite enamoured of this show on a Saturday morning with Johnny Owen and the other bloke. Uh, It's a bit like kind of Radio Kumru, but apart from that, it's all right. But they had an interview with Stuart Pearce uh, talking about... Yeah, it was, not it, Mark? you talking about his love of punk music, which of course I love, and and his football crew. I'm a big fan of Stuart Pearce, actually. I've always liked Stuart Pearce, but he was hilarious about Clough, saying that Clough's team talk was, go and win the ball and use it. And that was it. You know what it looks like? Go and play with it. You know, and, and I mean, who knows? Anyway, um, I just, I wanted to say, this kind of naturally segwayed into what I think the biggest problem is at the moment, Um, irrespective of whether defence is crap or not, irrespective of whether the attack is firing or not. That none of it works unless you've got the midfield balance right. And I think patently, we just don't, I'm saying this every flaming week, but I just, you know, clearly... Because our defence isn't perfect, even if you have got Mendy and and Silver there, you you we, I I think we do need to play with a holding defensive midfielder in the in the uh, or dare I say at the McKell role, you know somebody who breaks up play, destroys play, passes it to somebody more talented and more creative to take it forward. Does not get, you know, gets a nosebleed if they go past the halfway line, is not interested in scoring goals, is basically there to break up the play and set Chelsea on again. McAlaley, the best there's ever been at that in my book. Mikel, hugely underrated for the role that he played on the side. Now, the question is, I mean, Jorginho clearly isn't that player. Jorginho is more of a quarterback. He's got a wonderful long pass on him, he's great at keeping possession and he's great at passing sideways. On getting, I mean he's great on the ball. I mean what I love about Jorginho is that he's he's always prepared to show for the ball. He moves into space brilliantly, shows for the ball, takes responsibility, and I love that about him. But he can't tackle and he can't he, he doesn't got the legs to get back. So he's not a holding midfield player, he's not a defensive midfield player. And I don't think actually Kante is. Kante has always played in a in a midfield two, successfully played in a midfield two when there's been a double pivot. Yes, I went there, but you know. Drink water, Matic in his first year with us. That's where he plays best. I don't think he's, you know, a holding midfield player in the in the kind of Macaulay Stroke Mikel way. So playing Kante on Jorginho, you've got Kante who can run around nicking the ball off people, which he does really, really well, and and then hair off, and you've got Jorginho who can distribute the ball really really well and take the pressure off but neither of them are doing a defensive milder job and they quite often go forward too much I think which leaves us with no frigging midfield or they're not they don't link that play enough they're they are too far away from the attacking midfielders but there's a uh, just to, tactically there's a massive error uh, a massive problem there which is that gap between midfield and attack now the question for me is I wonder I said this on Friday, didn't I, J.K. I wonder whether um, you know Rice was the answer that they hoped to get in this transfer window because he would play as a proper holding midfield player and is good enough to do it. I think, but in the in in, the, in you know in the absence of getting Rice, maybe they will get him. Maybe they'll stick in for him. I don't know, but in the absence of Rice. Why not play a different system? Why not play a 4-3-3? And here you go, Mark. I know you've been waiting for this all evening. Play with what we what we old farts here would all recognise as a proper number four, a proper number eight, and a proper number ten. It goes back to what I was saying the other week. A destroyer, a box-to-box midfielder, and a creative midfield player. Why not play with that? You've still got width from Reese James on the right and Chilwell on the left or Pulisic and Ziyech or whoever. You know, why not play with that? Who wants to have a pop at me first about this one? Who's looking most eager? They're all <laughs> speechless. They've been rendered <laughs> speechless by my rant. Jo- Jonathan's actually, I, th- I thought his screen had frozen. It, Mark's put his hand bit. up. Mark put his hand all, up first. That was all a bit tactical and interesting, Chid. Oh, well, okay. taking, a bit taken and, and, and I'm back. <laughs> it wasn't me at all. <laughs> Mark, go on, you have a crack first, mate. Oh, I
2: quite like the idea, I have to say. Um, I think probably m- m- more as a heretic more than anything else uh who would the number four would be in that midfield um because I, i'd probably have mason mount in there i think i'd have havertz in there mounts your and eight
0: then... havertz is your 10
2: yep and, and your a another is is your another kante kovacic uh, well kovacic yeah and, I, I, and possibly, I, 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 yeah. The, the tricky thing is is what you want from that if if you want then someone you know, being that destroyer, you know, that holder, it's Kante. But if you want, you know, also having a player can do that, but also can play, it's it's coverage as well. It ain't Jorginho. I don't think he's any, anywhere near it. And I think the other thing I would say is, you know, we need to sort of sort out what we are doing with Kante because he's not at his best at the moment. He's, he's winning his duels, which he did do on Saturday. But the thing I noticed about Saturday's game is the amount of times he lost possession. Granted, when he lost it, Quite often won it back, but he gave the ball away a lot on on Saturday. He gives as well. it
1: away, absolutely right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And that yeah. that wasn't happening two years ago with the way we perhaps what we set up. Yeah, we even had a bloody song about him. But yeah, I quite like the idea of a four three three or even the five three two. You know, know, having that three in there, two creative players, and a holding or destroying midfield.
0: Well, you could have Havertz and Werner as your two up front in that system quite happily, couldn't you? And you still got yeah, the defensive solidity.
2: I don't think Zajic is fit yet. So, you know, you could have Havertz and Werner. You could have Pulisic and Werner and keep Havertz in midfield. Yeah. But it comes back to what I said earlier. You know, if you're having three in midfield, for me, Mason Mount has to be in there all the time. Yeah. He makes he's, things happen in our midfield. He's got the energy. He's the one who presses up. When yeah. he came on, you see how the pressing
3: from him straight away. So you've got Mount, Havertz, Kovacic as a three. And then you got uh, Timo then you got you know it could be like
1: Pulisic, um, I, yeah. I don't know how they keep picking Jorginho. I don't know
3: how he keeps doing it. Actually, he's, he's, well, because Kovacic must be injured or not match fit because he's hardly had a look in. I don't know whether he's got injury issues. I don't know. When he came he can- on,
1: he's not looked great, did he? Came on, he came um, on against. Um, I mean, Cante's
3: can- yeah. not. We really recovered from the Europa League final. I think he was rushed back. I think that's been really detrimental to his progress since then because he never. It hasn't been the same play. He just looks. At, just that yard short of what he was in every aspect of his game. Jorginho I think is too weak, not strong enough. Yes he does the odd nice ball here and there but he just he's just so weak and he's overrun very easily. And always uh, and always fouls because he's overrun. Yeah, like the, the severe terrible. the severe game where he classic example where he got turned and he wasn't yeah. going to get it back so he just pulled the player back. And yeah. then suddenly he has to be inhibited for the next 17 minutes because he's got a booking and he, he can't tackle, which is pointless.
0: I mean, I just, I don't understand it. I mean, clearly, you know, and actually somebody, I can't remember who it was. uh I can't remember his name on Twitter, which is terrible of me, but he made a really good point, which I loved. But, you know, he was going on saying, well, you know, you've got to look at the wingers that we have. They're not necessarily what, what we would understand to be wingers in old money. They're more like inside forwards. Remember those, JK? I, I was
2: one. Gitch, so was
0: no. I, actually. I was no. an inside right.
2: We're back to the 1954 side again, aren't we? Are, we are, aren't
0: we? Who played inside forward, inside right for uh, Chelsea in 1954? Oh my God!
1: Is um, it Roy Nick- Bentley?
0: Roy Bentley no, was,
1: nice. was, was centre forward.
0: Um, Would it be Johnny McNichol, somewhere like God, that? Jesus, your yeah. memories are superb. Yeah. But the bottom line is, is that you can say that Pulisic is either a winger or an inside forward. You can, you could say that with Mount, but I, I mean, I think. Mount is the only player in that side who I think is genuinely capable of playing a proper number eight role, a real box-to-box midfielder. He's got an engine on him, he's got dynamism on him, he can pass, he's got skill, he can shoot from long range, he can get into the box. He's, He's a natural number eight. If you want Mount in your side so much, which I think we all would then surely you have to play three in the midfield. Because I think anywhere else that you play him in this kind of, if you're playing, you know, four, two, and then three, one, or whatever it is, trying to fit him into that four up front, I always feel we're shoehorning him in, you know, and it just doesn't make any sense to me. if Why, why have I mean, you know, Havertz is a number 10. He's not, I wouldn't call him an inside forward. I wouldn't call him a winger. So again, have, have a three in midfield and allow him the number 10 role. Or play four, three, two, one.
1: I always feel that that when Mount comes on and all we're aware of is his pressing, you just think he's not quite involved in the game. He's not in the right position because when he's actually on the ball and, and shooting and, and getting involved more, you think, yeah, this is the setup suiting him. But when he comes when he came on the other day, uh, you were just aware of his energy rather than anything else. It wasn't his, there wasn't great creativity going on. He wasn't on the ball a huge amount, but you suddenly see the amount of energy put on the press and the way that he buzzes around, you know. Get in there.
0: Mark?
2: If this was 1954, our four would be Ken Armstrong, our eight would be Johnny McNichol, and our number 10 would be Les Stubbs. Mm.
1: Les Stubbs. Good old Les.
2: Well,
0: there we go. I mean, look, I I absolutely think that, um, you know, I absolutely think that Frank and the club absolutely want, wanted, want Declan Rice. If they want Declan Rice, it wasn't to play him in, as a centre back. Although I know he can play there, you know. I think they want him as a you know defensive midfielder, um, and maybe that's the thing. I mean, we're all extolling the virtues of you know what. This is a, this is going to take a while. This was this is not going to happen instantaneously. This is going to be like a Klopp-like project. Maybe like Van Dyke, they're biding their time to get him. You know, but they, they just don't seem to be. I mean, even Gilmore. I don't think Gilmore, who I who I think is a fantastic player, but I don't he I don't think he's a natural number four. Ampadu might have been able to do the job, which is why it still staggers me that he went on loan because he was doing the job for Wales.
1: I I think that we we had this feeling that that, that they would get rid of the. Remember, we we gave a list of twelve players we thought that the club could do without, and we thought there'd be a clear out. In actual fact, with Emerson and. Alonso not going and um, uh, none of the, 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 the exodus not taking place, with nobody being able to come in for drink water. I think similarly with the purchases, we thought that they would somehow just buy even more, more than the players they did, the possibility of buying four really top players that would go another centre-half, another midfield player, whatever, another. there'd be three more uh, absolutely brilliant and, and the holding midfielder. And perhaps this is something that is, in the same way that Klopp did it, takes place over another whole year with two transfer windows, and we just have to be patient. But unfortunately, as fans, most fans nowadays want it all
0: instantly. Yeah, well, I'm okay. I'm, I can do with patience. But what, what I find hard to get my head round is that when we play four-two-three-one, we're not playing four-two-three-one. We're playing four-two basically four and there's just this massive gap between midfield and attack yeah, and true. attack because none yeah. of those four are, are in any way shape or form kind of midfielders you know they're not playing like midfielders and there's a massive gap and of course when you've got a player like Jorginho is one of your two you're going to be passing backwards and sideways as much as you are forwards. And I'm not saying he never passes forwards, because I think... I mean, one thing that I didn't mention about the United game was the fact that I thought that they were... And I think Mendy had a lot to do with this as well, but they were mixing it up. They were playing from the back. They were trying to go through the middle, all ticky-tacky, and they were also going on the wings, and they were also playing it long. So they were...
1: Silver played some wonderful cross-field
0: passes. They were absolutely mixing and matching. But as a rule, with Jorginho, he's going to play square you know, most of the time. Kante's gonna do the same or go on a run or lose the ball. You know, it's 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 just not working for me, JK.
1: Is that is that a way of setting me up to answer the question? No no
0: no, no I just thought you'd you'd enjoy the fact that I nicked your it, catchphrase. It's the third time we've now used that catchphrase over okay. doing
1: it
2: now.
0: This joke yeah. is just not funny anymore. Right, um let's move on to something that is absolutely without any any element of humour whatsoever. Um all weekend, I endured this. Um, I mean, I know I'm going to write a massive hate piece in CFC UK. I love writing a hate piece in CFC UK. <clears throat> um, but I just couldn't believe the reaction to the game uh, and, and Frank Lampard by the media. I mean, you know, Talk Sport, uh, you know, Patrice Everett, and what was going on after the game. Um, I mean, I was listening to Talk Sport yesterday, and they had Darren Bent on his boot room. And the headline, and remember, right? Just so you, you might not know this, people, but it, it's not the presenter who comes up with the introduction to the programmes. It's written for them. I know this because I've I presented on on national radio, and you have effectively an agenda or a script given you uh, in the in the kind of the, the minute you come in after the news and you read it out. So Benty didn't write that. So some of his one of his spotty little producers did. What's going on at Stamford Bridge? Where's it all going wrong for Chelsea? What? What? What the fuck are you talking about, you inbred? Unbelievable. So we had to to put up with this all day yesterday. Newspapers, Twitter, TV. Oh, it's really boring rubbish. Frank doesn't know what he's doing. You know, it's just... I So I'm really very crabby about it, as you can tell. Um, And it's all to do with Chelsea in crisis uh you know frank won't have much time to turn it round. uh raymond's trigger fingers itchy now i had a lovely chat with paul burgess who's in here tonight on mixler and uh paul is was worried you know paul was uh, i i i worry about what might happen with frank lampard you know and we had a really nice chat in discord about it and and fundamentally i think this is what's going on And i'm actually going to read you what i what i said in discord to paul what's happening with football is the same thing that's happening in politics and society at the moment. The media need tension and drama because it sells ratings and it feeds their need for 24-7 news. Therefore, they want Frank to fail because the drama of it will help them make money. Don't let them gaslight you because that is what's happening. And, and Benji, who's also in here tonight, also said something really, really interesting. He said that they were all very full of, It'll go wrong for Frank. He's, you know, he's been given the job too soon. He's out of his depth. So they need him to fail to validate what they said. And I think there's an, there's an element of truth to that. But I, I, just, I think my message, if there is one, don't buy into it. You know, we don't know what's going through Roman's mind. We were all very wedded to the idea that maybe Roman is in for a bit of a ride on a project at the moment rather than what he has done for the last 15 years. None of us know that. Roman never speaks to the media or anybody else that we know. So don't be gaslighted by them. Don't start getting worried and going on Twitter saying, oh, I'm worried about Frank. If this happens anymore, he might be gone. Don't fucking give them what they need because they thrive on it like a vampire does blood, mate. Don't let them gaslight you fake sports news it's just like the politics you know don't don't drink the kool aid people all right
1: isn't allegri been lined up according to the press
3: uh, Pochettino.
0: Yeah. i can tell by the size of your pupils mate that you have been drinking the kool aid for far too oh, long jake potless
3: potless chino
0: <laughs> potless chino yeah but i mean you yeah. know i mean uh, you know I, that's what i think that's my I mean, view I,
3: I, so i'm to play devil's advocate here you know listen Fra- franks as a player, will never be forgotten. He's under pressure. You know, he's going to have.
0: Well, yeah, every manager's under pressure every game. Let me me finish. Let me
3: finish. Last season was a free pass, essentially. Came forth, did really, really well. This season, we need to improve. We need to get closer to the top four. We need top four. And I I really hope also, that this is a sea change from the club. They actually realise, they look at what Klopp's done at Liverpool. And yes, I know Klopp already had one title. It was a, Experienced manager, but Liverpool went from eighth or ninth, fourth, fourth, second champions. Every year they improved their squad, they got rid of the deadwood, and now arguably one of the best teams in Europe. So I'm really hoping Chelsea's hierarchy, from Roman down, will have the complete sea change, and they'll give Frank two or three seasons to build a team. We, I just want the seasons progress. You know, I don't care if we don't play beautiful football every time because that ain't, that ain't real life. You don't play beautiful football every week. This isn't fucking FIFA. I just want to see, <laughs> end of it come May, progress, a bit closer to the top four, in the top four, domestic cup, hopefully. And that's that's what that's what we need this season.
1: And we have to remember that the setup is very different to the way it has been in the past, with, with nobody really communicating with with Roman, or not that we knew of, because of Peta Cech being there. And I think Petr yeah. Cech is an enormous safety valve for this. He's very much part of the plan. And he, he's very much, he's, he speaks to Marina all the time, as I think to, they all do. I think it's a very different setup. And obviously Roman, yes, indeed has the power and he could come in and say, it's not good enough. But how many games have we had? We, if we analyse it, if he is going to get rid of Frank, it's not going to be now, it'll be... In the way things are at the moment, it'll be February, won't it? If you just do the the calculations when he normally gets rid of the yeah. rid, of, rid of the manager, so it's not going to be after how many games have we had? Nine, six, in the oh,
2: league, six in the league, six. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as I've,
1: I know, it's it doesn't it
2: doesn't bear analysis. I'm afraid. Mark, Judge, yeah. You know, here's a bit of advice for you. You know, it's a vicious circle, mate. You know, it just goes round and round and round and round. and So ignore it. It's just nonsense. It's rubbish. You've got the press, you know, that feeds into the TV programmes, that feeds into social media. You've now got social media feeding into the press and the press quoting one or two people on Twitter as being the gospel of all Chelsea fans. You know, for me, Twitter is about three things. You know, talking to like-minded Chelsea fans about football, like-minded people about music and talking about beer. End of. Nothing else. They're the three things we should talk about on social media. Everything else is just nonsense, you know. you know, And, you know, if, if you get too obsessed with it, it can really just piss you off and drag you down. And I, I just ignore all that crap because it's crap. You know, we are not going to get rid of Frank Lampard. JK's just nailed it there. We've never got rid of a manager after six games. You know, it's always later on in the
0: second half. Luka of the season. went around this time. Pardon? Luka went yeah, Luka around went. this time.
2: No, I'm talking under Roman. Sorry. Yeah. Marie,
0: Mourinho went in September. But I'll apart take- from that, what has Raymond ever done for us? But I mean, yeah. look, I, I, <laughs> t- I, I take your point, Mark, and I'm, yeah. I don't mean to be facetious, um, yeah. but it's unlike me to actually know a fact and get it right, so I couldn't resist. Um, but I think what I'm, re- I'm not really bothered about Twitter, you're right, it's, it's, it's absolutely ignored. What I think is is more insidious is the way that the media gaslight. Chelsea supporters, any football supporters really, but particularly us, in the same way that people have uh, been gaslit in this country and other countries in terms of political coverage. I mean, if, you, if you're familiar with what's going on in America, you've basically got massive uh, issues with things like Fox News spreading disinformation and utter nonsense 24-7. And I'm sure people who, who are more Republican-leaning would say the same about CNN. I'm not trying to impart any political bias here. But it basically, what I was here—I was here at Gabby Agbonlahor and Will Gavin. <sighs> Will Gavin, horrible little twat he is. Uh, I think he's a Reading fan, but he's always negative about Chelsea. But Gabby Agbonlahor had the temerity to say, "Well, you know, Frank Lampard—you know—he won't even—you know—he's got he spent all this money on his new size, and he only gives the ten minutes. It's just the errant stupidity. It's the willful stupidity that get grinds my gears. they they are stealing a living." You know, we know the facts. That's the point. We're not going to throw our, our toys out of the pram and get all kind of cranky. John, Jonathan made a, a brilliant analytical point. It is different. It is different because it's Frank and it's Jody and it's Petr Cech and they they're not some foreign mercenary that's come over to make a name for themselves. They they have got the interests of the club at heart and they're all talking to each other and they have a far better access to Roman than any of those previous managers. Massively brilliant point, Jonathan. These are the facts, people. We, know, we are Chelsea fans. We know the facts. Ignore the idiots on Talk Sport, Match of the Day, because they do not acquaint themselves with them. They're lazy. They're stealing a living. And I know this because I've worked with them. None of these fuckers do any homework or research. They basically, You know this. You've all been on, talk, uh, on Love Sport yeah. with me. You know how it happens. You walk into that studio, somebody chucks down a pad of paper, right, with loads of notes on there, which some little research has done. None of the presenters have done any fucking homework, so they just look at it. They they go in there with a preconceived view. It's lazy, 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 lazy. Do not fall for it.
1: It's lazy, but at the same time, it, it's 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 antagonistic because they're winding you up to an extent so that you provide the information. Well, they want people
0: to phone up and you know of agree with they, it, or of course they do. Yeah, so or, it or, yeah. almost
1: aids them being ignorant because they can come in from yes. a from a, 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 a they they're not they're not aware of what is actually going on in the club. They're just looking at one headline and then, and trying to argue that and setting it up for you to then dissuade everybody that that's, that's wrong information. So it's, it's, in a sense, it doesn't, they don't need to do the work just to carry on being a presenter, but yes, indeed it is just scraps and they're just being a kind of, uh, they're they're fronting a program and and just trying to put people at loggerhead. Anyway,
0: enough of me ranting. Um, more serious and more important things before we go to the front. Actually, do you know what? I'm going to talk, to talk to you about them when we come back from the break. I need to go and pour myself a Guinness.
2: Das Leben kann hektisch sein. Warum nicht im Alltag entfliehen und in die magische Welt von Evermerge eintauchen? Evermerge
1: ist ein magisches Land, das mit jeder Entdeckung größer und besser wird. Werde ein Merch Master. Baue und sammle einzigartige Gegenstände oder verschönere deine eigene wundersame Welt. Im Land von Evermerge gibt es immer etwas zu tun. Evermerge, jetzt kostenlos im App Store herunterladen.
0: Real Fans,
2: Real Opinions. i Jason Cundy.
3: And you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. FootballFancast.com
0: Right, welcome back. This is uh, Stanford Chidge on the old Chelsea Fancast. Uh, and I'm joined by the lovely uh, Jonathan Kidd. Aires, And Mr. Mark Meehan. Good evening. And uh, Mr. Dan Silver, also known as. Ciellini, but he's uh, Dan is on his way back from finding another bottle of wine, I think, or whatever. But um, got a few quick plug plugs to do. Uh, our dear, dear friend Marco, Mister Gate Seventeen, uh, publishing himself, uh, have got three superb books out at the moment. The first one is by another great friend of ours, Walter Rotten, called "Let the Celery Decide," where Walter recounts his experience of the Champions League semi-final second leg against Barcelona. And the final in Munich is a brilliant, brilliant book uh, about, you know, his own personal struggles at the time, but also really, you know, what it's all about going away in Europe with your mates and, and how restorative that can be and how utterly bonkers, of course. And that's available for seven ninety five from 95 uh, from Amazon. Uh, the ultimate Chelsea quiz book by our another, you know, old uh, Chelsea fan cast mucker, Chelsea Chadder. Uh, has got 1,905 questions to test your knowledge on Chelsea and that is at six ninety-five for the paperback and is available worldwide via Amazon. And last but by no means least, um, our very own Dave Johnson, Mr. At Only A Pound and Smithy uh, at Smithy East End. Uh, they wrote, um, um, Smithy wrote, they both wrote the A to Z of, or when Chelsea, when they were shocking, wasn't it, Mark, I think? Yes. And Smithy's an old mate. I love Smithy. Smithy used to hang around with the, the mob that I used to hang around with back in the day. Uh, anyway, their book, Tales of the Chelsea Unexpected, 40 amazing Chelsea matches against 31 different teams and a series of outcomes, scores, and subsequent events that nobody, but nobody, could ever have predicted. And that's available worldwide via Amazon. 8 uh, eight ninety-five for the paperback and two ninety-five for Kindle. So do go and get them. I, I do intend to interview Chad and a DJ or Smithy at some stage going forward so they can talk about those books in more depth. I have them here, like like Neville Chamberlain. Like Neville Chamberlain, I have them here in my hand. Here they are. They are things of beauty. There you go. Uh, all I have to do now is read them, and then I can interview the chaps.
2: I've read Walter's book, really good. Yeah. Well worth a read. If anyone's listening, you know, go, go out and buy it. I've got Smithies and DJs to read. I haven't got round to reading it yet.
0: I'll tell you something funny as well, actually, because I, I you know, I, I actually, you know, because I interviewed Waltz and he sent me the PDF version, but I bought it anyway because I, I love him and I know that a percentage of it is going to a good cause. And and whilst I was on my Amazon binge, I also bought When Skies Are Grey, Marco's book, forgetting completely that I'd already bought it. So I mean, actually, I do I'll have. Ha- it. I'll have it. Jim. Well, I was about to offer it up as a prize. Oh, okay. Can I compete for the prize? <laughs> It's like that usual rider, isn't it? Our employees of the company are not allowed to enter this competition. Uh, well, now I'm now I'm torn because you see, I mean, if I if I do it as a prize, uh, I'll think about it. But you know what? I might just send it to you because I love no, you.
1: No, 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 no. Give it as a prize. I'm being greedy. All right,
0: okay, okay. Well, I'll, I'll, I might well do a competition, and you can win a copy of Marco's When Skies Are Grey. Uh, but I need to think about that
1: and I'm the only person who enters.
0: Yeah, that we could do. Do we do like that way? Anyway, enough 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 enough. Uh time to talk about uh severe uh from last Tuesday. Uh Chelsea's first uh Champions League game of the season. Frank Lampard's first as Chelsea manager. I'm absolutely intrigued to know that he's now level with Bobby Robson uh, as uh, having been an Englishman to have managed a club in two Uh, two Champions League matches or something bizarre like that. That sounds astonishing. I can't remember where I read that. I might might even pick up the stat later. But anyway, it was nil-nil. You know, my own view of it, and and I talked to Jonathan about this on on Friday. Again, you know, I really enjoyed the game. I thought it was a really tense, tight, (coughs) tactical struggle between two decent teams. Not giving an inch. I thought we defended... Really, really, really well. I mean, it was tough to create anything. I know that. I thought Sevilla were a really doughty, streetwise, tough nut to crack. Bottom line is, you know, last year we we stupidly lost to Valencia, 1-0 at home in our first match. And I think that's the thing. First Champions League match of at home, whatever happens, like, like you were saying, Dan, with Jose, you know, uh, we must not lose. We must not lose. And 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 they didn't. They got a point, you know. And that's the I, that Severe will be our main rivals, for you know for progression, you know. So you don't want to give them anything. And I think I think we didn't, Dan. I was I was I enjoyed the match, and I was happy with that. I thought good good perf, good good mature European performance. I yeah, thought ab-
3: absolutely yeah. Listen, Severe Sevilla, Sevilla a good, good side. They got a good European pedigree. They've won six um, Europa leagues in the last was it? 10, 12 years. They're, they're no mugs. They're a very good side, very well set out. They've got a good manager. And I just think, you know, it was, it was a very good first result. And the fact that Krasnodar and Ron Renju won one, it, it went in our favour. You know, there's not, not, nothing bad to come out of it. It's important we got the clean sheet given our defence has been so profligate over the last few games. They didn't have much to do. I think It was. I'm just pleased. With the result. You know, we 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 go. It comes down to head to head, and we get a draw. Say a one or draw out in um, uh, severe. We go through because of the better result. So a nil nil is is a respectful result. I think you'd imagine we probably get at least four points from Ren. Probably six, maybe from Krasnodar, and then we you know almost there to qualify. So it was it was a good good solid start.
0: Uh,
2: Mark, what did you think? I agree. Uh, A good game, much better watched than the Man United game we've just talked about. Seville, no mugs, got a good European pedigree. I thought we matched them well. I thought our defence was solid like it was against Manchester United. And again, I was at the Valencia game last year and just losing that game of Valencia just really put us on the back foot for the rest of our European campaign. We came back really well and responded really well, got a great result out in Holland. But we've made it hard for ourselves by losing our first game. Yeah, first rule of European football, don't lose your first game. And we haven't, and Dan's right, Yeah, I think we should we should win, and now we're gonna come on to Krasnodar shortly. We should win both those games. If we pick something up in Rennes on on the road and pick some up in Seville, yeah, we've got a very good chance of topping the group. So I was quite happy with that with that result. A few things, yeah, we need to sort out the Mount Pulisic thing on, on the left hand side, but yeah, you know, nothing that isn't fixable in the remaining five games. We should get through the group, okay?
0: JK, um,
1: they're a much better side than uh, they were than when they won the um, the Europa League because they've got these these two new decent players, haven't they? Rakitic who's by no means oh. past his, his yeah. sell by date, and um, who's the other guy? They've got um, uh, they they've brought recently and they were they had a decent player, but that guy Dion up, up front is always used to play for Newcastle, is a very capable player. They're a very capable side. Um and there's a possibility that with the way that the, the league is going in Spain at the moment that they might win the title. So I, I think they were much better than I thought they'd be. And I thought we played well very similarly to the way we played at United, except um we're against a better side um who uh um we we prevented from from playing essentially i mean I, I think the problem is we still as i've said before we still haven't worked out the balance between having um this really tight defense and the forwards and that's something that we're going to get onto. but in terms of uh as mark said first game um of the champions league losing last year was absolutely disastrous um, I mean, not that I think we'd have, I think we'd have still gone out in the same place as, as, um, uh, Valencia did, um, uh, where they came up against, you know, a decent side in the, uh, in the, what was it, the round of, what was it, last 16 we got to? Yeah. Where were we one round before? I can't remember.
3: So went, we? 16, went out to Bayern Munich.
1: Yeah, that's right. Was 16, wasn't it? And they, uh, they went out to somebody quite good, Atalanta, I think they know they, Atalanta got to 16, didn't they? But anyway, um, they're, uh, they're 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 a decent side. I thought we played we we, we defended excellently and uh, once again Frank has got to start working out how he how he gets the top forwards working in that setup. I think it's the same problem. I think it's the same midfield problem and I'm going to be intrigued as to whether he changes the team at all for the Tuesday game. With all these games coming thick and fast, is there a possibility that he may use one of these games to give people people a rest? And I don't, I hope he doesn't rest Silver, who just looks to be completely a class above everybody else. Um, but because he is so important, and I, I don't think he expends a huge amount of energy. I keep thinking, bloody hell, maybe thirty six. I think he could keep going to these forty if he carries on playing yeah. with that with, with uh, that pace because he just he just oozes class into every single position. Every single, um, um, well, he's, he's he's just defending and whooping great, great long passes up to the front. You know, I'm I'm uh, uh, so few games and I'm such a big fan already, but um, no, I I I, I think um, if he picks, will he pick the same side well, for let, Let's talk
0: about that when we do the preview, shall we? Because we're still talking right. about severe at the moment. Something you, I can't remember, if it was I think it was you that said this, Jacob, I, I could be wrong, but uh. I think we I think we certainly talked about it on Friday didn't we? We were both absolutely intrigued again about this whole idea of Pulisic on the left. Uh, yes. We or did. no did we... no mount on the left, Pulisic on the right. Yeah, yeah we all discussed. And then there it. was that there was that 10-15 minute period where they swapped and Pulisic went on the left and he looked absolutely like his old self.
1: Completely different performance on the left, yeah, absolutely. He somehow seems to just be able to to whip in and I suppose it's the opposite of Robin. Which is Robin on the on the right coming in with the left? He just seems to be um, enthused and energised by by the angle he comes in from. I don't know why that should be particularly because he should be able to play both sides because he's that classier player. But yeah, he was for fifteen minutes. He was uh, he was really really dangerous. I thought he'd score in that period. Yeah. Actually,
0: I mean we weren't we weren't that bad. I don't think. I think it was a really tough match. I tell you what, you know, one thing we haven't mentioned either about the Severe match or the United match uh, on Saturday, which I can't believe we haven't. But I think if we really think about it, there's another massive takeout from both of those two matches, which I think have a lot to do with the fact that we didn't concede a goal in either of them and that we looked much better defensively. But we, we've cut out. We seem to have cut out these stupid mistakes. I mean, obviously, Mendy trying to score an old goal is one. Uh, I can think of Jorginho giving the ball away. Um, I, I, which led to a, 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 I think that was against United, and that led to a, 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 a chance early on. But you know, on the whole, we've we, you know, we've managed to eliminate basic, fundamental errors over the last two games, which of course is what Frank had been moaning about all season, saying you know, individual mistakes, individual mistakes are costing us, and I think that that was true. But it it shows you, you know, if you if you play like a decent football team and eradicate your mistakes. You know, you're going to win more than you're going to lose, that's for sure, Mark.
2: No, I agree. And I think it's quite interesting when talking about the previous point about the press going on about, you know, Frank not doing this, not doing that tactically. Actually, I think he's done okay tactically for a lot of the games, a lot of the points we've dropped this season isn't down to tactics, it's down to human error. You know, we've given away a lot of goals down to players, you know, making fundamental mistakes. And yeah, we were talking about Brian Clough earlier and even Clough said that, you know, Clough said, you know, players lose your games. You know, tactics don't lose your game. Players lose your games. And, you know, we've lost games this season due to individual player errors. So that was that was encouraging as well. You know, over two games, we have cut out a lot of the stupid mistakes and hopefully, hopefully that will continue. I think the other thing I'd, I'd add is that obviously, you know. Seville are very similar to us at the moment. You know, they haven't made of like you know an absolutely brilliant start. They're still finding their way. But I bet you don't have the Spanish press questioning their manager or calling him out tactically. Yeah. You know? And I think the other thing I don't know if you noticed they had Bono in goal. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, but he's not. Thankfully he didn't
0: football. thankfully he didn't sing. Yeah.
2: <laughs> But again, like yeah, you know, yeah, you know, they're probably sort of like making their mind up like us about who their goalkeeper is, so they still haven't found what they're looking for. Oh uh,
0: There you go. Well you're probably finding him, you're probably finding where the streets have no name, mate. <laughs> yeah. We could have that check with them without you. Oh ho, ho. <laughs> Can I oh, just I say yeah. I've never been a fan
1: of you two, so I don't really know any of the songs.
0: Oh Jonathan. Sorry, Jonathan, I've let Jonathan. you down. No, no, you're not let me down. You're not let me down. Okay. Um, Dan. Uh, you know, again, we should we can't we can't not talk about uh, Reese James in terms of the Severe match because I thought, you know, we we we've been extolling his virtues playing uh, as a wing back, which I think, frankly, he, you know, he is probably happy with. But I think, given the fact that, you know, Severe are a decent side, let's be frank. I thought he defended really, really well as a right back against Severe. And, yeah, th- and also, was a threat up front again.
3: Yeah, I think with Reese, it's always just about getting, getting consistent games. He's had a few games in a row now, and he's just very comfortable. He's a real physical specimen. He's strong. He's getting a better understanding of positioning and so on and so forth. He's got silver next to him. I just thought he's listen, He's he's a phenomenal player. I yeah. thought he had a really good game. He, he didn't let a didn't team down in either game. He's what you want from a modern fullback. He's got the pace, he's got the strength, he gets forward. His awareness will improve because he's only, what, 60 games? And he's mm. played, what, 20 games at this level? So he's, he's, you know, still a relative novice. But I thought he had a really, really good game. He's, he's going to make it very difficult for Asmi to get back in as a right back if he carries on this vein of form. Mm,
0: quite right. Well, enough of all of that. Uh, we're going to have a quick break and then we're going to come back and we're going to look ahead to Wednesday night's Champions League game, which is against the Cossacks from Krasnodar in yeah, southern have Russia.
1: Show, have we got a show on New Year's Day? Why?
0: that's the u2 song song. okay well well, then you've just had to google that haven't you i did (laughs) that's really sad (laughs) that is really sad i said
1: i don't know i don't know them i don't know i've never liked them sorry why do you not
2: like them
0: well
1: i never got into them i don't know i I think i
0: think all that proves jonathan is that you're on fire in october well, there's a couple of tunes as well from them, isn't Mark, it? Mark, Mark's yeah. nodding, or is it grimacing? I'm not quite sure. Enough of this. We really should uh, go to a break uh, before. It's, it's such a, it's an, un- an unforgettable, unforgettable day, day, hasn't it? Hang on, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa! All three of you are talking at it's once. It's been such an unforgettable day, is what Dan said. Fire! Uh, that's a beautiful yeah. day. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful day.
1: day. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm
0: yeah, going to go bye. and find my atomic bomb now. In the break. Bye bye. Should you all switches, I then? will follow. Oh. <laughs>
2: fans
3: real opinions i'm jason cundy and you're listening to the chelsea football fancast up the chelsea football
0: right welcome back this is the uh, the chelsea uh, fancast which as always uh, on a monday has already descended into high farce uh, we've all gone a bit musical tonight. It's it's. Uh, there, I mean, I, I have to say, having done radio and TV and stuff, it's it, it's it's quite a common thing where you always. Who was the wonderful bloke who used to do that? I really the nature guy, Chris Packham. Packham, yeah, always makes it a, a kind of a badge of honour to try and slip in as many Clash songs titles as he can in any TV interview he gives, and I, there's always been a thing about that. And I think we've uh, actually, uh, this is, my eyes have been drawn to Mixler with the lovely Andy the Hutch has said has said did someone pass the duchy over there and the funny thing is andy about 10 15 minutes ago when we were talking about pulisic playing on the left i was thinking of that song pass the pulley on the left hand side you know but know. Uh, uh, well just, i'll get should my coat shall I, I, uh, I go after that i think yeah okay i'm gonna move <laughs> on uh because we need to talk about uh krasnodar but before we do that uh we've got some very important uh messages to read out because uh I've been alerted by some chums about some about three very uh, deserving organisations that need our help. <clears throat> the first one is Alex. Not not that Alex need well, Alex probably needs our help a little bit, but as you know by now, Alex every winter, every Christmas does a fabulous thing for Domestic vi- Violence Child Victim Present Fund. Now the easiest way uh to do i mean the thing is you, you need to be on facebook for this and i i know i know that not everybody is but if you go to facebook and you just pump in domestic violence child victim present fund you will find it but basically what alex does and i'll get her on soon and she can tell you exactly how to deal with this but uh you know she just tries to raise as much money as she can so she can uh go and buy uh lots of kids who have been uh the victim of families where there's been domestic violence get a Christmas present. It's an absolutely fabulous thing she does, and she works her bollocks off doing this every every Christmas. Um, as I said, the Facebook URL is just too complicated to give you, but it, as I said, if you put Domestic Violence Child Victim Present Fund in, in the search engine for uh, Facebook, you should find it. Uh, the other one is uh, the lovely uh, Andy uh, Silverman tipped me the wink on this um, on Twitter, but there was a lovely post up by uh, the family of a young girl called aurora who's uh got cancer i believe a very rare cancer and who'd been given a, a chelsea shirt and there was a lovely blog about this which is well worth a read which is growing pains dot and again it's uh you should find it on there marrow for aurora uh, but she is in our thoughts because that's a rough thing to go through when you're a kid so thanks for andy for tipping me the wink on that i did retweet it actually on my Stanford, uh, Stanford Twitter feed. And the last one, of course, <clears throat> which is very much in the news at the moment, is the good old Chelsea Supporters Trust, which me and Dan are still uh, heavily committed to, aren't we, Dano? We are indeed. We are indeed. Uh, Dan does far more work on it than I do these days. I'm, I'm kind of yeah, like, a, I'm like a grandee and I sit there doing bugger all, but leaving it to the youngsters like Dan to do all the hard work. But uh, one thing that they do a lot of, which is fantastic, of course, is the food banks. And uh, when we're playing matches you know cliff would organize a food back bank for a lot uh, a food bank collection for a lot of the home matches at the cfc uk stall of course we're not able to do that anymore anyway this all coincided with a with the campaign uh about you know uh basically boycotting ppv the pay-per-view stuff and people were suggesting that a lot of supporters trusts instead of uh paying 14.95 for the pay-per-view match donated it to a local food bank now as i said we've been doing it for three years anyway um but we're very much part of this. So if you want on a Saturday, uh, in fact, here we go, Burnley's coming up this, this weekend. It's on pay-per-view. If you don't want to pay the greedy bastards that are the Premier League Sky and B team any money, then donate it to the Hammersmith and Fulham Food Bank. And you can do that by going to hammersmithfulham.foodbank.org.uk. Uh, and somebody put snide comments saying only the Northerners were doing this. Uh, Chelsea and Chelsea fans have been doing it for three years for the food banks, haven't they, Mark?
2: Yeah, I was going to mention that there was a couple of you know stupid people on Twitter over the weekend going on about only the northern clubs doing it. When actually, do your research, mate. You know, Cliff and others have been doing that for quite a period of time. A uh, bit of you know, a bit of congratulations to Arsenal yesterday. Their fans raised 30k. So again, I think you know, I know some Chelsea fans succumbed you know to the the Sky BT Premier League tax. But again, you know, do do boycott it actually. You know, give that fourteen ninety-five to a much better place this weekend. Don't watch the Burnley game. Catch up it on Match of the Day. Yeah, you know, and donate to the Hamilton Fulham Food Bank. It is a really worthy cause if you're listening, in, folks.
0: Watch it on an alternative, uh, an alternative stream. I think is what they call it. Indeed, a bit of piracy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, other other modes of uh, or, I mean you know I need to watch the match because otherwise I'll have no I, mind you I don't have any idea what I'm talking about on a Monday anyway so hardly maybe I'll tell you what I'm I'm not going to watch it at all this week and just see if anybody can spot the difference I bet you they won't be able to anyway um we're now going to talk about something that hasn't happened yet because <clears throat> we're going to preview the Krasnodar Krasnodar Krasnod- Krasnod- so wouldn't Krasnod- be
1: able to tell the difference because it wouldn't be a script would there
0: yeah they would because I mean although you wouldn't have Chidge's match notes which are quite exactly. funny. You, yeah. do, do you like my match notes i love it i love it it's the <laughs> first time i've ever looked at them so, sometimes i get really quite you should see it when i when it all goes tits up can i and i just write something really rude about somebody it's quite quite funny you know i, I let rip on 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 my notes you know but anyway enough of that Krasnodar which as i've said i mean they're, they're interesting because of course i got lots of i've done i've done some homework tonight i've done some homework um I was listening to Talk Sport last night on their wonderful trans... What do they call it? Trans-European something? trans Euro Express. Yeah, it's a really good show, actually. I, I do like a listen to that. Uh, there are one or two good shows on there still. Anyway, um, I can't remember who it was. One of, the, one of their European specialists was talking about Krasnodar. And he said that they were impressive against Ren. They should have won, and, and they were missing their kind of creative midfield player, uh, Remy Cabella who's French, and he actually played for Newcastle for 34 games and scored one goal. So and that was in 2014. So he can't be that good. Um, but they were missing him. Um, they lost 3-1 at home against Spartak Moscow at the weekend, but Larson played very well. I think he's a midfielder or a defender. But his his view was they're not to be taken lightly. They are bizarre. I mean, this is only their second appearance in the Champions League. Uh, they finished third in the Russian League last season behind Syska and Spartak. They're nicknamed uh, "Bikey" or the Bulls, or the Black Greens. How can you have black greens? Is that like gone-off vegetables? I don't know. Or type of chocolate, posh chocolate. It could be posh chocolate. Yes, I like that. Yes, indeed. Green and black. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're in southern Russia, about 120 mi- uh, kilometres east of the Black Sea. They tend to play four two three one. They were founded in 2008, so four years after Chelsea were, of course, as we all know. Uh, they never finished higher than... Th- three sorry three three, three. Oh, oh, you're, you're so right i do apologize i I'll, I'll go out and shoot myself now for uh you know behavior unbecoming shoot,
1: shoot, shoot yourself in the foot because you already have done
0: yeah I, well I, if i put my foot in my mouth i could probably do it both you know kill two uh-huh. birds with one stone yeah, anyway yeah so they were only founded in 2008 they've never finished higher than third in russian division one and they were runners up in the russian cup in 2014 They've had six seasons in the Europa League, reaching round of 16 in 2017 and 2019. So they're they're basically very much a Europa League-level team. Uh, their top scorer is the Swede, <coughs> the Swede, Marcus Berg, who's got nine goals, and he's aged 34, a Swedish international. Uh, their left-back, Ramirez, who's, I think, from Ecuador, uh, has been compared to Robert, Roberto Carlos. Presumably because he's left-footed, because I can't see any other comparison. And really he's South standing. American. And he's South American. Well done, Dan. I mean, basically, they seem <clears throat> they seem to have a lot of players who are over 30 and, uh, you know, either current or former Russian internationals. But the reality is, is that, you know, uh, they're a pretty ordinary side. This is a Europa League team, Dan. Really. Yeah, I mean, I've, never, I've never really
3: knew too much about them. I have kind of saw them and, you know, you watched the goal updates for... The Thursday night Europa League, but listen, man for man, we should we should beat them. We should beat them comfortably. I mean, this get, to Russia is always tough. It's good. It's glad it's October rather than getting December. It's going to be absolutely freezing. So probably playing at the right time. It's, respectfully, we should go out there. We should get a result. I mean, they, I, looking at their team, I, you know, apart from Berg, who had a small spell, I think it was for West Brom. In, in about ten years ago, they haven't really got anything that should threaten us. Lot of journeyman,
0: lot of journeymen, lot of journeymen yeah. in there. Well, that's the
3: thing you go you go to Russia for a, you know a payday right at the very end. There's not there's nothing that scares me in that team. We should you know even if we do play, maybe not a first choice eleven. I think we should have enough to, to get should a win give there. Giroux a go should give Giroud a go. I it's... don't think he will. I think he'll play Tammy. I think Tammy will start. I think I think Zayac will start. Are we am I jumping too far, Chid? No, or? no, no, no. Yeah, I think Zayek will start. I think Tammy will start. I think he'll give some of the squad players a chance to uh to get games. I think Kovacic will start. Obviously Men, Mendy will start because have you know, we ain't gonna play anybody else. Um I think Check. he'll start Czech, that'd be good, wouldn't it? Check's not the Europa squad, he's, he's oh, in the Premier not League not.
1: squad. Oh, no, he's Premier League squad,
3: yeah. Listen, if we if we can get a win tomorrow, that's that's four points from six. Ren at home, double head against Ren, then we could be in a very good position by by time we come to play Krasnodar at home, which I do what we want. I mean, the the dream is to get qualified by match day four or five, so we can not have the pressure in match day five or six to rest on the players. So we've got such a, a constipated um, games up to Christmas. It's important we get important we get a result. We're not under huge pressure come the last two games to qualify for top spot. Mm.
0: I think it's interesting, actually. You know whether whether Frank will rotate. <clears throat> and and if he does you know who will he wrote uh, i mean i, I kind of scribbled down a side which is actually quite strong but i have no idea what he's going to do i mean well i mean hitherto, even in that even in the um the capital what is it called the caribou cup you know he didn't he didn't basically play his b team he mixed and matched and i think he'll do much the same so i've gone mendy aspie Uh, Rudiger or Christiansen one of those two I think Zuma Chilwell Jorginho Kovacic Pulisic or Mount Werner Ziyech or Havertz JK Um, I think
1: it would be foolish to play Rudiger with uh, Zuma or just to to disrupt
0: unless it was for shits and giggles
1: is it is that where well, your selection is for ships and giggles? No,
0: if we? he if he put well, don't worry. I'm just saying if he if he picked Rudiger and Zuma, the only reason he would do it was for comedy.
1: Yeah, well, therefore it wouldn't really doesn't really work in your selection, does it? Really? No, because I think I think he'll rest silver, though, definitely. Are you yeah. absolutely sure of that? Do you yeah. reckon?
3: Yeah, I don't I, think he'll make you travel. He's had it, he he went to Brazil last week for the wait for a, uh, qualifiers. So I don't think he'll. I'm I'm not convinced. I think
1: he. I I don't think he'll want to. Um, Tempt fate. I think he'll keep him there. I think. I he'll... F- I just think the problem is, is they can't take them too lightly. I mean, if they went away with this side and lost, it, then we're we're uh, they'll they'll go one because you'd imagine that
3: um, they'll probably beat Ren, won't they?
0: This is the know. worst side in the group.
1: Right? Yeah, but I, I, I therefore think he might play a really top side in order to blur them apart.
0: Well, Mar- mine Mar- mine is pretty much. I mean, he'll he'll rest silver. He'll play Aspie or James, one of the two. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, he might, he might. He, I mean, I, I suspect actually the pecking order at the moment with the back five is that he'll, uh, he'll pick Christensen ahead of Rudiger or Tamori. He'll pick Zuma. Uh, you know,
1: will he pick Chilwell? Are you suggesting he might give Alonso a go?
0: Well, he might do. Or He's Emerson. a bad, isn't he? Didn't want get a three-game back. Mm, yeah, off. I think yeah. you're right. Although it didn't say on a site that I looked at that he was, but I think oh. you're right. I think you're right, Dan. I do. I think you're right. It was
3: violent contact, wasn't it? He got sent yeah. off. Well,
1: I think it would be a good idea to give Zayek a go just because he hasn't played, and it might be a perfect opportunity yeah. for him. It, it depends I... who he puts on the bench. He might put some of the bigger guns on the bench and just play. You know, I, I, I'd i love to give Giroud a go instead of Tammy, but I think you're right. I think he will play Tammy in that setup. Yeah, Not Werner. Well um he should play Werner yeah because Werner will, if he if because they're there's just not good enough really he'll he he should come into his own
0: I, th- I think I think you know he I think he'll he'll you know we know he'll we we don't know but we presume he'll rest Silva because you know Silva you've got to like wrap him in cotton wool a bit really same with Kante I think that's why I don't think he'll start Kante I think Kovacic will start with Jorginho I think Pulisic and Ziyech need the games to get their yeah. fitness back. And yeah. I think Werner and Havertz need the games to get their understanding. Yeah. And
3: also, I think we got Burnley on the weekend. So we haven't got necessarily a, a, a big team on the weekend. That might also influence his decision-making, what he's going to do. He may put out a stronger team for Burnley than he will today. Because I think, mm. you know, Premier League's obviously game more important. Yeah. I Listen, we've got, we got a strong squad from, from back to front. And you think, man for man, whoever you put in that team should have enough to beat Krasnodar. You know, even if he ends up with Tomori and Rüdiger as a, as a two. We no, no, I'm, should, just, I'm just worried about the fact that I, I, if he's so keen
1: to maintain this defensive superiority... He this, makes no he, changes. He just may to... not make many
3: changes, yeah. I yeah. just want to build it. The I I whole my charisma, Frank, is he, he keeps changing his back four. We need to get a solid established back four. Maybe sort of game now where you have three of the four playing, because you know those are your three of your four, like Silva, Chilwell... Reese James, and then you maybe all put a centre half in and see how he performs. Because you know, I think Zoom is expendable in the four. I think you've got Silver, Chilwell, James. He's probably going to be your first choice three of the four. And then you've got to think of another centre half. So maybe he gets Rudiger 90 minutes.
2: See how he does again.
0: Alongside the see. Mark, what do you reckon, mate? Uh, well, I think the
2: one certainty is that Mendy will be in goal. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> no shit. <laughs>
2: uh, I'd, I'd probably, if we stick with the five at the back, because we played it at the weekend, um, I, I see I see the logic of Silver staying at home because obviously the you know the travelling is done lately. So you could keep the four of the five from the weekend and a another. So I don't know who that A and other would be. You know, would it be Rudiger, would it be Christensen, you know, wait and see. I think there's an argument for playing or trying Werner and Tammy up front together. And if they don't do that, Verna and Giroux up front together, but I I think it will it will be Abraham. I think the other I think the other things to add about Krasnodar is obviously they got beat at the weekends by Spartak Moscow. So, they lost 3-1. Victor Moses scored against them. Oh, my them. God. Yeah, i picked up and noticed that. I uh, think the other thing, you know, th- this is the real downside. So, like, off, off the playing pitch, you know, is with fans not being there, not being able to travel. You know, Krasnodar, of all the three games yeah. in the group, would have probably been the real trip. Yeah. But a lot of Chelsea fans really would have wanted to have done. You know, Oren is relatively easy to get to. Seville's relatively easy. Yeah, this this is a journey, you know, go, going out to that you know part part of Russia, and I think you know a lot of fans would be interested in doing that trip. And I don't know if you noticed today. I know you're going to talk about Valky later, but I don't know if you saw the tweet Valky put up about Krasnodar, and he said if, if any of the players were minded to have a night out on the town on Tuesday night, uh, he's picked some research up from a travel website about the safety rating of walking around Krasnodar. And what is interesting is um, safety walking alone during the day, 89 out of 100. Safety walking alone at night time, 53. Uh, and the perception of visitors is nil is low and 100 is high. So it's, you know, it's safer to walk around Krasnodor at night than during the day. <laughs> so I have no idea what sort of crime rate Krasnodor has in comparison. You know, that all all the crime gets committed today, yeah, during the day rather than the evening.
0: Well there we go. Let's hope that Chelsea don't put in a criminal performance uh on Wednesday night. Uh how do you think it's gonna go, Dan?
3: I think we will win comfortably I think three nil.
0: Three nil. JK?
1: Yep, three nil for me.
3: Mark? Three one. Three one.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of tempted to go uh, clean sheet. I, I I think it'll be a bit tight, actually. I'm I'm. Do you know what? I'm going to be controversial. I'm going to say one nil to us, obviously. <laughs> You're looking at me like, what's he saying? What's he saying here? No, one nil to Chelsea, obviously. But I think it might be a bit of a. It's it's got a it's got a kind of a. a remember when we played, Pet Pauk or whatever they're called, in Greece. Yeah, yeah. it's got that kind of scrappy. Yeah, they're going to be like kicking us and. It's what was hostile.
1: That beat us, us four-two, Viking. banger, Yeah.
0: yeah. A
1: worrying,
0: I think because. it'll be tight. I think it'll be. I think we'll win one nil. All right, there you go. Hopefully, yeah. I think. Obviously, I hope we do much better than that. But. The other thing, kid,
2: it'd be a good dress rehearsal for playing Burnley at the weekend because it'd be as cold as Krasnodar as it's going to be in bloody Burnley.
0: Yeah, well, I think Krasnodar would be warmer, actually. Mate. Be warmer I'd, say, be I'd also be
2: probably sort of more advanced than Burnley as well.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're more civilised, definitely. I, I, I do think, you know, I mean, the other thing is I, I did notice they do have a lot of players who are over 30 in that side. So I, I would be tempted to make sure we pick our, I mean, you know, our, I mean, Tammy, Tammy or Werner. Or Havertz wow. is quick, Mount's quick, Hudson Adoy, with Pulisic, Reese, Chili B, whatever the London is blue boys call him. I refuse to do that. Chilwell, Benjamin, Benjamin Chilwell. They're all really quick. So, you know, let's, let's kill them with pace, mate, because I, I think they're all old men, you know. And they probably smoke those kind of Russian cigarettes, which are more filter than actually tobacco. But anyway. Good luck to them anyway. Right, we've got we've got one more email. Well, one more. We've only got one email, should I say, before we call it a night. Jk.
1: Email number one. It's from Valky. Hey guys, in good old Valky, continuing to love the show. Should we just should we bask in that for a moment? I think no? we should
0: end it there. Really, I've read it. Yeah. So. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: One issue this week, though. Uh Chid celebrating the terrible Ancelotti chant sung to the tune of La Bamba. It was stolen off the Scousers who'd created it for Benitez. The Hispanic theme made sense from their side, too. I remember a tiny section of Chelsea fans in the Shed Upper forcefully starting this awful version that caught on around the ground. Did that mean that they threatened people
0: with it? It's probably probably Richard and We Are The Shed.
1: Sing it! Sing it now! What next? A song for Timo Werner to the tune of Toto's Africa? I bless the goals from Timo Werner. Much better would be a chant for him to the tune of a German band. What would that be then? Um, treat, good
2: me good,
0: treat me and good. I think we should have an, do, um, do, an do, um, do. umpa song. We should have an umpa band for, uh, for Werner and Havertz. Um Wooden heart, Wooden heart by uh,
1: by Elvis Presley, wouldn't it be
0: ninety nine, ninety nine, nine uh, and ninety Luftballon. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, how about sh- Sherry Lady by Modern Talking? You've Who? lost me. You've yeah, lost me
0: lost. there, Valky. Any You've offers? Me, Valky. No, no, no. I- no. I
1: can't like Ch- Ch- so what would that be? Chelsea's Timo Werner scoring goals for Roma. I've no idea what that would be. Chelsea's Timo Werner scoring goals. Sherry Lady. We should look it up.
0: We should, we? we could have a, I think we should definitely get a Germanic theme going for uh, Werner and Havertz. Maybe we should have something from Einstein to send Mark.
2: Well, I, I thought something by R- Ramstein. Obviously, Ramstein. probably people listening they won't even know who Ramstein are. Ramstein have got a song called Deutschland. Uh And obviously they do Deutschland, Uber alles in that. You could do, do Deutschland, Deutschland, Tino
0: Werner. Um, Havertz, Werner, you know, Uber um, alles. Yeah. The only other Scoring to... goals from near and far, <laughs> like <laughs> the Scorpions.
2: The only song, I, you know, the other German band, I think it was the Scorpions, but Tottenham have nicked that, and it wouldn't work for Timo Werner because Tottenham have got Rocky like a Harry Kane. Um, but he's if, a vinger and on.
0: he's on the run. Yeah, yeah.
2: If you're going That's to do a well. German good. band, Very good. you've got to Dexys for Werner for surely? Dexys, yeah, Timo. Come on, Timo. Oh,
0: no, Timo, oh, Timo. Timo, 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 Timo,
1: Timo, 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 yeah. Timo, is oh, it, is Timo, it Mary yeah. Baby by the Four Seasons? Chelsea's Timo Werner. No, no, no,
0: no, no, no idea. No idea. Anyway, enough. Anyway,
1: I haven't quite thought through the rest. No. Uh, as I'm rearranging my Chelsea badges in colour order. <laughs> <laughs> so to impress the hot ladies who still appear to have lost my contact details perhaps the internet is slow during lockdown best wishes to keep up the hard work adam valky Valsack. valchak valchak i'm so sorry the leftback.co.uk well that's a very good email isn't it because it's got us all talking we yes. should do that we should encourage people to send emails discussing silly
0: emails the-
1: what songs we should attempt yeah. to appropriate? Love a bit play. of Valky. You know what it'll be. It'll if we were all at the back there together, it would just be
3: chibo Chibo,
1: Chibo, Chibo. That's all it would be. You know that, unfortunately. Um, and who else would be having? But I, I, um, um, what new play? But, uh, Havertz, 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 Havertz. Uh, I, I, I despair of the creativity. I'm sorry. Uh, I remember the great. So what was it? Na um, na 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 Hey 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 Chelsea
0: What a good chump Kai, Kai Havertz
1: Kai Havertz Kai Havertz Kai Mark Bring sky. some
2: sense and decorum to us Well Valky has been busy because Valky posted another song up on Twitter today I don't <laughs> No enjoy. way really He did Absolutely brilliant You know he's he's done one to head shoulders knees and toes Ed, Silver, recent and Dan, recent and Dan, recent and Dan, Ed, Silver, recent and Dan, recent and Dan, recent and Dan, and Kurt and Kai, this bit doesn't work, and Ben, chill well, Ed, Silver, recent and Dan, recent and Dan. Pretty good, though. It's not bad. Pretty
1: it's not good, bad. I love
2: it, I love it. Once again, it'll never
1: catch on, but it's great to discuss, isn't it?
0: Teemo, Teemo, Teemo. exactly, Teemo, Teemo, yeah. yeah.
1: I love it. I love
0: it. I like that. Well done, Valky. Always, always love to hear from Valky. So there you go. I'm getting, I'm getting, uh, I'm getting slated by English Dan here. One nil. One nil. That's a really negative outlook. It's just a feel, mate. It's just a feel, and it doesn't matter. One nil, three points. Boom, no problem. I hope we we smash them seventy-five-three or something. You know, but. Just telling you Tell how, you how i feel free. well you know i'm just telling you how i feel mark rescue me no i think the other thing just to
2: finish up on uh, clearly the result goes for us on wednesday night and we get a result against burnley we've got a potential run here of about four or five games where you know you, you come back on the podcast in a month's time and it could be a really positive way yeah you know, with chelsea you know, we've got the potential to win the, win the next four or five games
0: yeah, I agree with that. We've got um, Spurs coming up soon, haven't we? I think yep. in November. In yep. so November. End yep. of November. All right, right time for us to wrap up uh, very quickly. Actually, just on the emails. Thank you, Valky. Uh, it's lovely to hear from you. Always is, uh, and we love we love hearing from you. We do, we do, we do. And in fact, when we get so many emails, because we we promise faithfully that we'll always read them out. And uh, like last week, we had so many. Uh, we had to do a special. We do a spin-off show, don't we, JK? Called In Off the Post.
1: We do, which is fun because we just we talk about a lot of things as well as the emails.
0: Do you know what? It worked really well, didn't it?
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, because who, who, who did
1: we have on last week? Spark out a lot of thought. It's not we don't rush through them. I think that the problem is frequently we've got a lot at the end of the show, so we rush through them. Yes, yeah. you know, them in a separate program gives us an opportunity to discuss what the, the emails are about and anything they come up with, any good ideas they come up with, any bad ideas they come up yeah, with. We, yeah, we discuss them.
0: No, it did work well. I meant a very late night for you and me, which at our age is is not too good. Uh, we we let we let Clayton and uh, Tony off the hook, didn't we?
1: Yeah, I've I've taken up marijuana as a as a consequence of that. So it, was, okay. so it
0: went on for so long. Okay, I, I'm going to leave that there. Anyway, in off the post, <laughs> if you want your email, uh, Patreon message or Instagram post or tweet to be read out on the show, then let me have them. Let me, let's be having you. Let me have them uh, by the end of the day on a Sunday, preferably, or absolute latest Monday morning. The email address to which you should address them is the Ch- well, it is chelseafancast at gmail dot com very very simple now that i'm afraid is about all we've got time for this week we will be back of course on this friday at 7 p.m when jonathan myself and mark Worrell will be in the hot seats uh plus hopefully a burnley fan for opposition view and hopefully one of our journalist friends who's been at the uh press conference because we'll be looking ahead uh to the burnley game and we will be looking back at the uh for for English Dan's benefit, the 6-0 win by Chelsea against Krasnodar. Uh, not the 1-0 win, the 6-0 win. Um, and of course, following that, on the Monday night, a week from today, we'll be back for the usual Monday night show. And Lordy Lummox, I can't remember who's on apart from me and Jonathan. Dan might know. He might be able to tell me. But uh, yeah. I, I might get yeah. there quicker than him because I. here we go. I can tell you, next Monday, um, it'll be Tony... And me and JK and hopefully Joe Tweedy, if I can raise him. I need to email him and remind him. So there you go. So I'm looking forward to that one already. Now, Chelsea Fancast is available as a podcast on ChelseaFancast.com, Acast, Apple, SoundCloud and Spotify and other rubbish podcast distributors. Uh, And uh, you can also find us on this fantastic app by CFC Blues, as they say here.
2: For Chelsea fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews and the best Chelsea videos and podcasts. Download the free CFC Blues app now from the App Store and Google Play.
0: Now, uh, Patreon, uh, by the the way, massive thanks to all of our Patreons without whom we would be royally stuffed. Uh, Sorry for any confusion over the posts I made this weekend. But the, the headline is, is that we now have a Discord group. Uh, which is great fun. I, I've set it up for for our prem predictions league members and invited our patreons too. If you're on Patreon and you follow us, just message me and I will send you a link for the Discord group. Uh, but if you're not a Patreon member yet, then then join up. You know, it's a lovely little community that we've built there. Uh, it's also a great way to support us. Uh, there's no pressure. You can pay whatever you like. You know, the other thing about the Discord group is you're supposed to have all sorts of tiers of membership. Well, bollocks to that. Bollocks to that. I, I'm a bit of a communist at heart. Pay what you bloody want, and you can get all. everybody gets the same benefit. It works for me. So there you go. But as I said, really, there's no pressure. Contribute whatever you want. No skin off my nose. I'm just delighted that so many of you do, and I think it's very, very touching. So if you want to join in all the fun, it is patreon.com forward slash chelsea fancast. Uh, and as i said if you are on patreon it's a great way of sending a message to me i usually respond fairly quickly you can let me know what you want on the show or just chat or contribute anything really so there you go uh right twitter of course we're on twitter follow us at chelsea fancast me at danford chidge jonathan at jonathan kidd uh mark at eddie mac b-a-w-a dan at dansell 73 and of course we're on instagram facebook uh, as well, usual kind of stuff at Chelsea Fancast. So there you go, Mark, an absolute pleasure and a delight as always, my friend.
2: Thank you. Really enjoyed it tonight, Chidge. Really good show.
0: My, all, all the better for having you lot on it, making it such a great show, I think. Uh, Dan, Mr. Mister yeah. Chiellini, how are always you?
3: Always Very good. Always a pleasure to be on.
0: Good to see you mate. Sorry about the confusion earlier oh, on it's my okay. my br- I, mean, it's, I think it's because I went for a run. I think it does something to my brain. Kind of renders it into fudge. That's fine. I'm, I'm here
3: now. It's good fun always a pleasure to be on. So
0: you've forgiven me officially, have you? I
3: always forgive you. Yeah. You can, oh you
0: man. I love me. this man. He's so he's so magnanimous. Anyways, great to see you mate as always. You've been on excellent form tonight. And as for you Mr. Sabutio man. Always a pleasure to see you, you complete loon. <laughs> um uh um Thank you. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> I look forward to seeing you on Friday, mate. There you go. And as for you lot in Mixler, as always, you've been tremendous. Great to see so many of you in there. Thanks for all of your comments. I've enjoyed reading them while we've been doing the show. That is it. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Until then, keep it blue, keep it careful, and keep it Chels. Up the Chels!